Hello and welcome to another fantastic night of movie night autopsy. I am so excited to be here with you. I am Asher. I'm Grace. I'm Chad. And I'm Sam. And tonight we are just coming together again to celebrate friendship, to celebrate film and all of its many facets. Um, we've been doing this for uh, for a little bit now, and I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bury the lead. Uh, has anyone calmed down from the '90s classic? The Birdcage. Ooh, that's a tall order to calm down all the way back to the 90s. That movie was woke before woke was woke. Mm. Woke. Yes. Whoa. Wow. Wow, Whoa. you just dropped that no, on no, us. No, no, it's woke. Yeah. Woke. <laughs> I, I, okay. <laughs> you, had, you had me on your side. You had me on your but side. You no, had to but correct I his grammar. But I can't, I can't leave it that way, though. <laughs> all right. But seriously... We're we're in for a treat tonight. We all love this movie so goddamn much. And sorry to steal your line, Chad, but we like we love this movie so much. And I think we're realizing how much we love it every time we watch it again. Um, I feel like this movie's not super well known. I it's mean, like it was a it was a hit in the nineties. It was a hit, but no one talks about it like regularly. Like my Everyone mom was a fan of this movie in the nineties. It was always on AMC back when AMC showed movies. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm so glad I back watched before it before they were the Walking Dead machine. Yeah, pretty much. I want to watch this movie once a year. Yeah, I feel it's, like this is a once so a year movie. It's so good. Like I like like I rewatched it just to get ready for this because we had because I hadn't seen it since watching it with you guys. Because spoiler alert, we've been slacking on on that whole the deal. actual movie night of movie <laughs> yeah. night autopsy. We didn't, we don't need to get in the nitty gritty details of how lazy <laughs> yeah, we are. That's, but that's, um, that's, that's, but that is too inside baseball. It's pretty damn damn lazy. We yeah. can get into the sabermetrics, but no, rewatching this movie, it's like it, it was. I liked it even more like seeing it. Again, like I like, I almost watched it again today. I almost did. I didn't. I played Fallout seventy six instead. But no, I almost watched it again. And just man, like, I can't believe that this is a movie that was made in the nineties. Like that's what that's what blows me away. What blows me away is just like the issues they were dealing with in the nineties. We definitely don't deal with today. I mean, can you imagine if we had to tell people the things that the birdcage tells them in two thousand eighteen? That's just ridiculous. I'm glad we've moved so far beyond that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm Any, glad that none of those issues are relevant now. Anyhow, it's, like, it's like watching footage of like a new species be found on an island is so far distant from what your culture is used to. I know, you just don't know what to do. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, all that is blatant sarcasm. This is one of the most <laughs> tragically Flagrant, relevant really. movies I've ever run I lo- into. I love how you have to explain how it's sarcasm. Hey, I mean, just to If you out. don't explain that it's sarcasm, how are they going to know? Exactly. <laughs> God, you know. Our listeners are idiots. We gotta walk. <laughs> we gotta walk through one star right, at a time. Was, okay, that's, that's for okay, the last that episode of Movie Night Autopsy. I've been chatting. <laughs> that's that. That's a fridge too far. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say, you, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Did you say a fridge too far? Yeah. <laughs> like it's like, chilly. Like, like like where the fridge is right now. It's too far away. Yeah, it's, it's a fridge it's too in, far. Well, it's in another room. <laughs> it, okay. Exactly. Okay, the birdcage. Anyhow, we watched <laughs> the birdcage, which is wow. So well, rather, yeah. rather we're, 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 by the way, and this movie is going to have a lot of tangents because I think the first thing I'm going to say right off the bat, it's one of my favorite movies of all it's time. It's so well <laughs> casted and just executed that it's, it's so just, good. it's, it's Nathan it, Lane's performance is a national treasure in this movie. Oh like, my God. Holy to hell. To start with, and when you think about it, it's mostly like the apartment of, of the couple. Like, so it's really kind of impressive. Armand. Well, it's based on a play, Albert. right? It's I'm pretty pl- sure it's, a play it's, it's based it was, on a play. It was a, play and it was a, a French movie. A French movie, yeah. Oh, it was a French movie? It was a French movie. In, from gotcha. the, what, the late 70s, early 80s? Something like but that. But it's got that, like, play vibe, you know what I'm saying? Like, you were saying most of it it's takes place set. in one Mostly. place. Yeah. You, can, you pretty much do the whole movie 
couple of cutaway shots to the family. Anyhow, we're getting uh, one thing I want to say about this movie, which we should talk about the casting. So much about this movie is fantastic, from the writing to the acting to the casting to the actual shots themselves to the musical numbers to the costumes that people use. Like it, it, it to the message behind the movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like this movie is firing on all cylinders in every single category. I don't think it really underperforms in any separate category. But no. Sim- oh no, and you have and, and but but about the cast, like you have everybody like in this movie. Like first of all, it stars late great Robin Williams, one of his best roles, one of my sure. favorite that's roles top, he ever played. Roles. Yeah, easily, and that's a hard category because yeah. he has that's, that's up there with look at his Poets catalog. Genie, yeah, Genie, Genie Dead, Dead Poet Society. Uh, Good he, hunting like he's one there. of those guys. He owned every role that he played, and this is no exception. This was a good role, um, you know. And, and of course, Nathan Lane and just that great performance as Albert. Oh man, their chemistry it, phenomenal. They're, they're oh, great, so good. but it makes me wish that, with all respect to Williams, I if someone told me there's a if Nathan Lane did like a one man play, randomly in a small town, I think about going to visit it because you know how powerful that man's like. Chops are. No, that guy's got acting. chops. It's, it's ridiculous. That guy's got chops. Yeah. And then, and, uh, of course, there's Gene Hackman as the senator. Diane Weiss, uh, Diane Weiss is, his, is his wife. That's right. That's the mom of Footloose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the great Hank Azaria. Oh, uh, he's so good in this movie. You know, so so one, good in the, the movie. The one bummer I have is that Hank Azaria only plays one person in this movie because it's Hank Azaria. I'm used to him playing so many different people. Yeah, like like The Simpsons. He's half the cast yeah. of The Simpsons. Yeah, a good chunk of it. He probably couldn't. They couldn't afford to get him for more than just one role. But that one <laughs> but, role he has. Oh, he's great uh, as the butler. Agator He insists on uh, on us using his whole name. Oh my god. <laughs> You can't, or wait, um, oh man, this movie is Christine, so much to talk Christine about. Christine Berensky has a great cameo. She's in just everything. If you don't know who she is, if you, if you saw her, you're just like, oh yeah, it's her. She's the mom. That's that's the actual mother the, yeah. of, of Val, who is uh, and like, an asshole. Let's just get out of the way. Val's Val, a dick. Val, the, the Val is... Oh. Ungrateful. To, yeah. yeah. But who's the actor? Yeah. We're, we're on the actor list. Who's the actor? Yeah. Uh, he is not somebody who's terribly well known. I've um, seen him in stuff. He, had, he, was, he, was, he, did, he had some decent roles in the Dan 90s. Futterman. Yeah, and uh, Calista yeah, Flockhart, very, right? Very much, very much a 90s name. Yeah, and then Calista Flockhart, and like uh, before she was... Calista before, Flockhart, yeah. I think it was before Ally McBeal, so that's a solid cast. Oh, the that cast is... is the cast is quite, quite good. Even the people they, who aren't famous are, do a really good job yeah. in that movie. Like all the all the oh, drag queens at the all birdcage. The, well, well, that's the thing, is they actually had like a stage director for all of those sequences. Oh, that's so awesome. And like they actually had like put all those things together. Those were spectacles that were assembled and then filmed. Damn. Yeah, it makes sense because it's so well uh, yeah, they coordinated. Yeah, did, did a great job. All, all, the, all the nightclub sequences are just like there's so much fun stuff to watch and just very well done. Very so, well done movie. So this movie is about a club in Miami called The Birdcage. Um, it's, a, it's a drag show. That's its big thing. They have a big drag show. And it's owned by Robin Williams' character, uh, Armand. Goldman. Armand Goldman. That and is going to come I, up later. I had to hear somebody and as a matter else say of fact, it, I'll get confused because of the whole thing that happens later in the movie. Well, you I'll know, get confused at what his name is. Well, you know, they uh, they actually don't know what country they're in until somebody says their last name. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like it, like even with the opening shot, the opening shot, of course, like it, it takes you in, like the camera comes in, sweeping in. Uh, you see the you see my, the Miami skyline in the distance as it comes across the water, and then it eventually takes you to the nightclub. And once you get inside the nightclub, it like it shows you what's going on on stage. It shows you who the clientele are, and then you see Robin Williams as Armand, 
And in that one shot right there, it says an awful lot about who our character is before is, a line is even spoken. Is it one full shot? It looks like one full shot. It's just shot well. To look, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, right. I don't know that it's one full shot. But was it looks this like a one. Mike Nichols movie? I. It was. The Graduate. The guy who did The Graduate. Are you serious? Yeah, I did this movie. I had no idea. Yeah. Well, that's why it looks so good. Yeah, the, the frames. There's, a, there's actually a shot towards the beginning when um, Armand gets into the dressing room. We'll talk about that. See, the opening is so awesome. But he gets into the dressing room with uh, um, Nathan Lane's character. And um, well, he goes back to the dressing room, and they're trying to get Nathan Lane's well, character. Well, I was just gonna say a shot from when he finally gets through. There's this beautiful shot where Nathan Lane is talking into the mirror. Don't look at me, I'm hideous. And you see Robin Williams perfectly framed in the mirror on his right side, so they're perfectly symmetrical in the shot. But like, it's just like it was. So, but the camera, you can mm. tell, is placed just where it's not going to be caught in the mirror. And I was like, man. Someone really was clever when they were putting and like I now that you said it was yeah. the same director that did the graduate and like, by that, that point, makes sense. By that point he'd been making films for at least 30 years so Oh yeah. Shows. yeah he knows where to put it. <laughs> so, <laughs> movie. So the birdcage we we are we're dropped into this uh this nightclub and we like Sam just said you you get to learn a lot just by walking watching the character walk around and interact with mm-hmm. the guests. And one of the first things they say is oh, oh uh, the Kennedys are back. <laughs> you know, you know, you know they're, they're looking for another free meal. And he's like, oh, is it, is it uh, Junior? It's like, no, one of the, one of the cousins, I think. No, he's like, a, ah. Yeah, he said, is it Ted? He's like, is it Ted? And he's like, that no, it's right. one of the younger ones. And he's like, ah, oh, wish we could get Ted. <laughs> send, him, send him some free coffee. Free coffee. Free coffee at a nightclub. <laughs> at a nightclub. <laughs> <laughs> we'll this, probably this, sober them up, the damn Kennedys. The yeah, damn I called it. I called it. I called it. Kennedy's a bunch of drunks. I'll do it. All right, making a note in the minutes. Chad <laughs> calls it. The Kennedys are a bunch of drunks. I thought Shocker, we ag- I know. Breaking news. I thought we agreed not to get political on this show. You know what? You hey, know we're talking what? about the birdcage. You know so what? anyhow, he's got the Kennedys up in there. And you see... By the way, since this came out in the 90s, I want to say when we watched the movie, we obviously knew it was a drag show, but I think when they were shooting this, that... You know, when you first see the dancers on stage, I can't remember what the first song is. We are is it, Does it come in on that? Does it, does it come in on that? Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Because, because like, all the ladies go on stage and always yeah. walk out the door. And they That's do it right. both in both parts in the movie. That's right. At both parts, the beginning and the end. So, yeah, nice little mm-hmm. sandwich of a movie. Yeah. I know. It's like Mike Nichols knew what he was doing. Yeah. Um, uh, and what's really cool is I'm not sure... If when you when the audience first saw this in theaters, unless they, they probably did because you know advertising this, this for the movie, movie did well. They, yeah, they probably did because advertising for the movie. But were they even aware it was a drag show until they go backstage and you see them change really fast? Which is a great sequence when you get to watch the uh, uh, drag queens change between mm-hmm. numbers because it's like a pit crew in a race. It's yep. like, zoo, 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 <laughs> do, 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 all right, you're an yeah. Indian now. They have like three people helping them get out of whatever they were in, yeah, helping t- them get into whatever they need. All to be within in. like under thirty seconds. It's awesome. It's pretty impressive. Grace, what did you say we watched oh, the scene? They, I was like, oh, is someone adjusting his package? And I was like, oh my gosh, someone's Somebody's even adjusting, adjusting his, his package. package. That was That's shocking. a nice little tidbit. <laughs> I know they gotta, they gotta, Just another you know, reason this is they one gotta of hide my favorite that shit. movies. It's, it's, it's very uh, realistic, I guess you could say. So it's a drag show, and you know that you keep hearing the stage uh, manager, the guy who's kind of running the soundboard, he's like, okay, where's Starina? You keep hearing him say that. She's got to go on in like five minutes or seven minutes or whatever he says. Is that a biblical name? Starina? Yeah, sure. Probably not. <laughs> okay. 
Go out on a limb gonna, and say Leviticus. I'm gonna take a take a shot <laughs> in the dark the and say f- bullshit. It's got the it's got the heaviness of judges, <laughs> but the flair of Luke. I don't know. So Starina is is just not reported to the stage, <laughs> and the stage manager, you know, the guy on the guy on the phone, is just like, "What do you mean Starina's not coming down?" And then Robin Williams approaches to get a get a feel for the situation, and. Uh, and that's like that's their big star. Starlina is the big star. That's like so he's in crisis mode. He even says it whenever he goes to confront her. He says, "You know, you trying to ruin me." It's like it's a big deal. She has to go on. Yeah, that's a theme because the Starlina will uh, or Albert um, will always throughout the movie always say, "You're only concerned about your show." I'm just a meal ticket. I'm just a meal ticket. I'm an object for your production, you know, or something like that. He actually doesn't say that line, but I'm just channeling. Albert's character. You're doing it Chan- well. You're channeling, Thank- channeling the Nathan Lane. Good, good. I'm honored. That's quite a performance. Yeah. So, so, Starina is locked up in a room. By the way, it's a great. He go. He. And we, she's and, under and a here, blanket. And here, yeah. well, well, before we see any of this, we also meet the butler Hank Azaria, the great. He's so talented. The Brockmeyer, mm-hmm. Hank Azaria. Oh, things are getting difficult for old Brockmeyer over here. Oh, my God. Look how they massacred <laughs> my boy. Just had to get one of those out. Yeah, we had to. Just anyways. Good show. And and, and all his 90s glory as the uh, as the butler character. Um, uh, what was his name? Spartacus. Ag- Agador Spartacus. Agador Spartacus. Spartacus. Spartacus is his fake name. Yeah, Agador. Ag- Agador is his Agador. actual name. Agador. Because Agador. They're, um, they're, the, the, the Goldman's apartment is above the club. Right. Mm-hmm. So when they go, when the back, uh, the the what is it? The, the staircase from the back of the stage goes to like a side door in their apartment. Something, so, something like that. So, well, so well, I know this is this is Starlina's dressing room. For yeah. Sure. Well, no, it's not their bedroom. I thought it was their bedroom. I thought it was their dressing room. I think it's the dressing room. Because he well, goes up. I thought he went up a, to a different door. No, to no, go no. He, he goes later up, on in the scene. He goes up the stairs, and that's where Hank Azaria is doing his Gloria Estefan impression. Yeah, I still, and then he I, still think, for a I still think it's the dressing room, but okay. n- here, here, no there. Yeah, here, here, no there. But what's funny is when you cut to where Starina, she's just lying under a blanket on a couch, like, and but her feet are exposed. And by her, I mean it's him. It's it's, it's Nathan Lane. Yeah, so Albert. you'll get why I call her a her in just a second, because uh, she identifies because as a female. A, well, it's a drag mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, yeah. And um, but she's under a blanket, and she's. <laughs> Man, the, the first lines you hear from this character are so telling, like, of, of mm-hmm. what this character is going to be through the movies. Like, you want to know how Starina died? Alone. And old. <laughs> you know, like, just <laughs> totally having this, some uh, yeah. meltdown under a blanket and just kind of, like, not being able to... You don't know what's wrong. And by the way, at the end of the scene, you still don't really know what was wrong with Starina. No, I think she was just having a mood. Yeah, that's the point. She seems to have that a lot. Like the sequence later on at the office. Oh my god. Oh, it's so good. Oh my god. I don't understand why Starina didn't make a go for it in Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, she's dramatic enough. I mean, seriously, they could have just made a sequel about Starlina. It, yeah. it would be. That's a missed opportunity, Hollywood. Mm. It would be. I'd watch it. So she's moping, and uh, Agador is trying to trying to revive her spirits. Trying to be like, he has the best. I the accent he has in this movie. <laughs> I can't do it. I, I'm not even. It's good. almost like Hank Azaria is great with voices. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like he's an insanely <laughs> talented. He said it actor. was like, like, cause he, I think he grew up in Queens, and these were like, 
<laughs> appropriate for this movie. These were like the uh, like the voice he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> took Chad a second. <laughs> took me a minute. <laughs> the voice he was doing was like the uh, like the uh, the prostitutes that, ha- that hung out on his block. With like the, the ladies of the night sounded like Agador Spartacus. Agador Spartacus. Which I'm like, you can't uh, handle my my raw Guatemalanness. <laughs> you can't. That's my that's my natural heat. You can't heat. My father was a shaman. My mother was the head priestess. Don't forget that. Yeah. Well, then why did they move to Jersey? I don't know. They're so stupid. <laughs> they wanted me to have a career. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you're starting to sound more like Tommy Wiseau than you are like <laughs> Agador Spartacus. That's too bad. It's because I can't imitate Hank Azaria. He's just too... He's, he's, trying he's, to imitate. Another, he's another league, man. You're trying yeah. to imitate the imitator, sir. Exactly. That's not, that's not just, a good it's idea. It's just, you know, my head's folding in on itself at that point. You don't bullshit a bullshitter. You don't imitate an imitator. So he's trying to console Starina, and 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 uh, um, Armand runs up the stairs. The door's open. <laughs> Starina slams it in his face right before he gets there and locks the door and says, Oh! Like freaking Don't out. Don't look at me. Don't I'm look hideous. at me. I'm hideous. I'm hideous. I'm hideous. I'm a monster. And he's banging. He I don't want you to see me like this. on the door. He's like, come on, Albert. Open up. Open up. What's going on in there? You got to get ready. He's like, no, no. They're like pushing a chair in front of like the door. Or Albert's pushing a chair in front of the door to block it from him. And, and Ag- Agador is just like wisecracking the whole time. Part audience throughout the whole movie. It's awesome. Armand's yelling through the door. Why aren't you stopping this? Agador's like, I can't help it. She's so crazy. (laughs) 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 That's the line. And then Robin Williams proceeds to break the door down. He breaks the door down. And, and and like he resorts to it so quickly, like it makes me think how how routine is this? It's pretty routine. How often does this? It just seemed like a Tuesday. And so and so on this Tuesday. Um, he, he breaks the door down and she retreats to behind a curtain, uh, continues to say, don't look at me, I'm hideous, and yada, 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 and Agador's wisecracking all the way. And then he just kind of sort of does the whole, well, I guess we're going to have to move on with the show. Oh, yeah. The stage manager runs in. We're just going to put Carmen on? We're going to put Carmen on. Well, I guess we'll have to. We we'll have, have no to put choice. Carmen on. And Albert's like, <gasps> no. You wouldn't. They came to see Starina, and Starina will not disappoint them. I must go on. Even <laughs> in this condition. <laughs> <laughs> she's acting like she's like, like got leprosy. <laughs> like her skin's falling off. Oh, and, and this way, one of, the be- one of the early... This movie is so funny, and one of the best early gags is... Albert asks Agator, hey, I'm feeling bad. Can I have some medicine, please? Okay, take one of your print pills. Here you go. And he's like, thank you and here's so petting. much. Here's, what, what one from, it? here's one from now. Your petting pills? Print pills. Print. Oh, print pills. Print, yeah. Here's, 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 here's one for now and one for later. But you can't have yes. any more, so don't ask me. So don't ask me, okay? And, and he pulls it out of his, like... His crotch area. He pulls it, underwear. like, he's wearing, like, first of all, like, short... Oh, yeah, like, short shorts. shorts. And he pulls it out these inside. pills out of like the inside of the crotch area. And he's wearing a t-shirt that's cut off to expose the midsection. Yep. Because just, this just character because. is amazing. And when they get out of the dressing room, Armand grabs him and he's like, What what are you doing? You're giving her drugs? What are you giving her? And he's like, Chill, it's just aspirin with the A and the S scratched out. Uh, <laughs> and Armand yeah. says, You're a genius. To which Hank Hazaria replies, 
I know. <laughs> <laughs> just walks away. There are so many. This is many, just a Tuesday. So many there of those are things. so many just throwaway gags that are oh amazing. Oh, speaking of it's which, impressive. One that I forgot about when I rewatched it is when he walks into the kitchen. There's just a chef picking a chicken off of the floor and putting it back on the plate, and he just kind of turns around like, like, "Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. see that." No, no, it's a lobster, I believe. It's a lobster. I've worked in restaurants, and I've seen a, at least one owner of a restaurant say that to another cook. I'm like, I didn't see that. So, um, he does, uh, but, uh, so Starina decides to go and perform. She performs a great number. Uh, she does her number. Fantastic she's a big hit. as always. Maybe we want to be there. Because, Nate, and Grace, you said this, Nathan Lane's got a great voice, right? Oh, oh yeah. Sing. Oh, yeah. Did you ever see the producers? Like, they did it on Broadway as yeah. a musical, and then they did the movie version of the Broadway musical based on the movie. That was him and Matthew Broderick. Um, he was great. Yeah, Nathan he Lane is Broadway pedigree. That totally. guy, that guy's talented. That's why his his uh his songs are really good. You seem surprised, Grace, because you're like, oh, Nathan Lane can actually sing. Yeah, I I didn't know. Like, I was very surprised to to hear him, and like everything is so coordinated with him. Is like his body. He's like just like a natural, uh, really talented performer. Oh yeah, he steals pretty much every scene he's in. Yeah, he's... I think I think my favorite scene of him performing though, I'm jumping in the movie, but is when they're like, be what's the John Wayne. Oh, walk yeah, like John Wayne. Walk like John. That is Wayne. that He's scene like, is classic. And and Robin Williams Will Williams says that was perfect, except I didn't know he walked like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you could just do the opposite of everything that you're doing, <laughs> that is one of the phenomenal scenes in this That's a great, great movie when they're in the restaurant and they're they're trading. We'll get to that. So she performs; it's great. But when they're fighting, she she does allude to the fact that she thinks Armand is seeing another man. And she's like, I know and there's, wow. I can feel it. I can feel it. There's another I'm just man. Just the male ticket. I, I, I can feel there's another, I can feel it. Plus there's white wine in the fridge and I only drink red. So do you. Man, the lines I, he delivers and the way he delivers them are so amazing. And then Robin Williams. This movie off. is filled with nuance. Yeah. And you can, the other thing about the nuance is like, you can tell how close they are as partners, like mm -hmm. throughout the whole movie, the through chemistry. their ups and downs. They've, like they've they, been together a long time. Yes. They have been life yeah. partners. They are pair bonded. It's, it's beautiful. It is a very, that's one of the best things There's, about the movie. It is. I, so I much love their love. dynamic. I love their chemistry. It really gives you the idea that like, like for all the jadedness and all the BS of the world and how people can just get cynical, there is hope for some people because... Armand and Albert exist in some reality. Yeah, it's it's, it's sweet. It, it gets you right here. Yeah, it does. Oh, in trust the me. My in the feels. My I I cry like a I cried like a baby. And my favorite scene is later in the movie that when they're sitting on the bench, he goes and gets. Oh yeah, that, it's, I it's cry like right before just, like the big it, dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, and that kill, shot is also so me. great. Yeah, the shot's beautiful. And, the sunset yeah. is perfect. Watch, oh, out, watch out for this, Mike Nichols guy. He's. He's, he's going places. He's going places. I sure hope I hear from him again. I know. Maybe he'll get a big break someday. Oh, well, you never so know. That, but anyway, so that's so while while Starlene is performing, um, that's when that's whenever the sun comes around. Mm -hmm. uh, the sun Val. But you, you don't, don't know, know it's that. the sun right away. You think it's a lover at first. That's it's why just they, that's some young shoot man the movie. in well, their apartment. Because right. it's set up. It's like who's this guy who drinks the white wine? And 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 Armand kind of embraces he's, him and kisses him on the cheek when he first they, sees yeah, him and got says some kind of a past. What's yeah. this past all about? He yeah, offers exactly. him like a, he also from a glass of red wine, uh, white wine. Uh, Val says, "No, I only drink beer." And he's like, "Since when do you drink beer?" 
Which makes sense once you realize it's his son. More nuance. <laughs> it's his son. It doesn't call him dad till a little bit later. later. It's later. But in you the, slowly start to realize it's, it's okay. whenever it's whenever he says, "Dad, I'm I'm getting married." Yeah, that's when he. I'm engaged. Yeah, you know, yeah. he tells him he's getting married before he says, "Dad," and he seems uh-huh. like he's upset, and he's like, "Look, I don't want you to get the way you get, but I'm getting but, married." Yeah, getting married. He's like, oh, uh, and then he, Robin Williams, literally chugs a whole glass of white wine. Yeah, while he's trying to, Val's trying to talk to him. It's really good. What's yeah. this? What's this? What are you doing? What's, what are you doing? Come on, come on. I love how they use alcohol so in great. this movie. If too. you're gonna do this, then that's it. You go. You go on. Oh, don't ask right. me for. Don't. Don't you ask me for a thing. They oh, that was so such a they good have standoff. And they shake and they shake hands. He says, "All right, goodbye, Dad. Goodbye. All right, son. Goodbye. Good luck." And, they and he takes chicken. about two or three steps before. Robin Williams just breaks down and it's so convincing. Like you believe it whenever he like it's just oh, like, All right, you called my bluff. Grabs his son, brings him in for a hug, and says, You know, I'm sorry it's, you called my bluff. It gets you right here. Yeah. Like, yeah, already with this movie. At the end of the day, this movie's a family drama. It, it, oh yeah, this it movie is. this movie's comedy it's, and hey, there's so it's much happening. by by the song We, we Are a Family. family. Yeah. Like, they're not it's lying. exactly where it is. Man, this movie's so good. Uh, it's got so good. There's so many bluffs in this movie too. So later, <laughs> yeah, it's just Al- it's just people being dicks to each other. Yeah. <laughs> so later, Albert comes back after performing, and by the way, he's dressed who like is a he? hobo. Or who something. is he? Yeah, he's and he sees it's like the, the line. opposite outfit. Yeah, yeah like, that he, he had. Like, like, he, had a, he had a costume change. Yeah, he had some serious costume change. How many costume changes happened for him to go to Starina to hobo? What? Uh, five? Hey, he, hey, this is Albert we're talking about. Yeah, there's never too many. Al's gonna Bert, so to speak. <laughs> you know what? I'll dock you one credit <laughs> for that. Fair. That's fair. That's that's a that's a fair made up amount of currency <laughs> yeah. that, that you could go right on ahead and dock me. All right, mm. all right. So the motion passes. Um. So, <laughs> so, so, um. She freaks out because she comes back and there's two glasses of already of wine that's already been drank and just Armand sitting there. He's like, "Who is he? Who is I he? I knew it." Who is he? Who's the hussy? And Harmon's like, see some young guy? Relax. It's Val. Their son. Their son. Their son. And he's like, why didn't you say anything? And Armand's just like, surprise. Surprise. You know, like, and he's like, go look. He's in his bedroom. And there is the sweetest scene of Albert walking into the room, seeing Val asleep on the bed. He kind of goes over, kind of like, you know, brushes his head, kind of like a mother would do, and then picks mm. up his dirty laundry off the floor yep. to go wash it, takes it out of his room. Also, it's really like, sweet. the room, because he's in college, still looks like a 90s teenage boy's room, oh, yeah. which sticks out like crazy among the set piece. It's the only time you hear it, and it's just juxtaposes this idea of, like, the son and his personality. So... It's so he comes back out and um, they all go to bed. And the next morning, you see Albert uh, perusing the markets of South Beach, the outdoor markets, and it's clear everyone knows who he is. Oh like, yeah, everyone yeah. knows. You who can he tell is. they're like folk heroes of South Beach. Oh yeah, they're and, and people. It's, it's one of those '90s kind of sequences where it's just like all the shop keeps just like morning, Albert. Yeah, I have the usual. Thank you, Donnie. A triumph, a triumph. You know, like he's. Oh, and then he oh, goes yeah, to the well, deli and like, try the schmeckle. The the schneckums. Oh, sh- when the schneckums beckons. The schneckums, <laughs> he's like, try the schneckums. The it's like a pastry, and he's like, no, I can't do it. Just one more for the road. Would that trouble you too much, darling? Uh, (laughs) It's ridiculous. So you can tell, like, this family has roots in South Beach. That drag beach is... That drag beach, excuse me. That drag show has probably been there for, like, 20 years. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely a cultural institution. Val Val has alluded to the idea that, like, he grew up there 
in like the club scene on Miami. That's how he is as a person. So it's like you, and that scene ch- shows well, like a good community. That's the fa- that helps. Well, we do find out later that Robin Williams is the one who raised him. Yeah, like he knows his mother. He's on good terms with his mother, but he was raised by yeah, Albert yeah. and Armand. But I mean, like that, the, like the family of Albert, Armand, and Val is like so solid that it's oh, yeah. affected the community of South Beach. We like we actually we way. actually do get we, we only get that one great scene dynamic with the three of them and and that's later on in the movie. But yeah, yeah love it. It's it's a uh, so phenomenal. So uh Albert picks up a cake for his piglet. That's what he calls Val my throughout piglet. the movie. The my piglet, piglet is piglet. back. That's what he even tells the baker. He's like the my piglet, piglet is home. My back. I need he needs like a brisket or t- something. Tell him to put on the cake to my little piglet from his auntie. You know, yeah. that's what he and it yep. just everyone loves Albert. He goes back. How could and, you not love Albert? And by the way, this is Who awesome. Doesn't love Albert? Albert comes back into the kitchen. He is a passionate, intelligent woman. <laughs> Get there. Comes back into the kitchen where uh, Agator and uh, Armand are already there. And by the way, when uh, Agator gives Armand his coffee, Armand's like, "Oh, what is this sludge?" And Agator's like, "Yes, I thought to be sludge would be better than coffee." And then <laughs> when and then when Albert comes so in, so many throwaway gags. And then oh, when so Albert good. comes in, he picks up his cup. Which, by the way, they're like, what did they're you? like little chalices. Yeah, fancy like, ass like, glasses. Oh like wait, coffee this, is, this is the breakfast scene where also Armand is not sitting at the table. He's sitting at like a, on a bicycle, like, a, like an exercise the, bike, reading a newspaper. Reading a newspaper. Yeah. Clearly, like a little bit hungover. Well, obviously, Maybe. you've never been to Miami. Uh, I have tales of Miami, sir. We're not going to go there. We're not going to tie Miami well, into n- this great why movie. Would, why would you go to Miami? Seriously, why I would anybody? Anyways, my this Anyhow. movie's not about Miami. Anyhow. It just takes place oh, but, in Miami. But then when. Uh, Albert comes back in. He picks up his chalice of coffee, drinks it, and then goes, oh, Turkish coffee, delightful. And then Agator slaps Carmon and says, see? <laughs> <laughs> this is the chemistry between every between actor. Between all of them. It's just phenomenal. And then Albert starts folding laundry because Armand has not told him that Val's getting married. That was the whole reason the son came back was to tell his dad that he was getting married. And... The dad was clearly not that uh, happy about it. They weren't thrilled about him getting married because he's like twenty. He's years like twenty old. twenty. He's a kid, and you he's find out the like girl eight, is like seventeen, yeah, he's, eighteen. He's, he's 18, twenty. 18, 18, 18. She's eighteen. Some, yeah. some young. They're too young. Even for the 90s. that's their problem. They're Everybody, too young. her parents, his parents, both were like. So are we at the point so where young. we introduce the senator, the senator and his wife? I think it's time we should just jump into that. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, the senator is played by not only. Then Gene Hackman, a conservative from, I want to say, Oklahoma? Ohio. Ohio. I'm pretty sure it's Ohio. Yeah. An O state. Yep. He, I believe he got elected on his, uh, his campaign, his anti-Superman campaign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the slogan of that campaign again, Sam? I believe it was death before Superman okay. or death by Superman. Okay. That's fair. So, religious Gene Hackman... <laughs> Who is against the Antichrist, thus hating Superman? Um, uh, he got he's his whole thing. Yeah, is fam- we're doing that. We're gonna do that for the whole thing. The whole okay, time. <laughs> uh, his whole thing is family values. He's a conservative. It's the family values group is a foundation he founded with another senator. Who, when he one day realizes that the senator has not only passed away but died while having sex with an underage prostitute. 
Yeah, and by the way, he is primarying African American. He makes a big deal about it. It's, We're not. He is. He does in the movie. They do. He in the movie. He says, and I'm quoting, that the blacks are going to get upset about this. That is Gene Wilder's character talking in that movie. Talking like a, a like a '90s politician. The birdcage. The birdcage. Talking like it. a '90s politician. And yep. he, by the way, he's in the primaries against Bob Dole because he's like, I'm glad I ran with Senator Jackson because Bob Dole's way too liberal. <laughs> Back in the day when Dole was too liberal for conservatives. Yeah, he was too liberal for for this for Senator Keeley. That's yeah. for that's, Keeley, for that's what it is. Sure. The name Senator, Senator Keeley, Keeley, which sounds well, like this, dumbass Senator name. This for movie. movie did come out in 1996, so I mean, I, I bet it was prime year. time for Bob Dole jokes, and I bet Bob Dole jokes probably had a lot to do with Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole don't need this right now. <laughs> Bob Dole doesn't need this right now. So, but there are some great Bob Dole jokes in that movie, in this movie, There's and we're gonna two, get to them. But, and, they're, but great. they're so good. One is the one you talked about. It's like him being uh, Dole's too liberal. There's a third one in Bob the middle. Dole's that's kind of a liberal. throwaway. I can't remember. I can't it right remember. Now. It's mainly but the, the one at the end. There's is the, best the one, one. There, is my favorite joke of the movie. But there are not, so many throwaway stuff. jokes in this movie. It rivals Airplane. So basically, <laughs> Gene Hackman Fair. finds himself in a political scandal just because. He knew the guy who this crazy thing happened to. Remember back in the day when you could be guilty by association of some sort of crazy, crazy scandal? Yeah, like you worked with the guy who was involved in the scandal, so now like it's like, you're, like now you're muddy, and that's your career. Yeah, simpler, I mean, simpler times. I was gonna say it's 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 great that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, we don't have that problem. But uh, anyhow, um, so he's like, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to bounce back from this? Because he's his whole thing is family values, like anti-homosexuality, anti-civil like, um, uh, uh, rights. Civil rights. To the point of like sexuality. Yeah, pretty much involved. just like pretty much anti-America when you get down to yeah, it. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a pretty terrible person. But anyhow, um, and he's not really like a play on conservatives. He's extreme. Like he's extreme in all of his views. Yeah. And that's but why he's he so is comical. Like what like... Gordon Gekko was the business people. This guy is the politicians. He's just all about the game. Yeah, he just all cares about, about winning. winning. I, I really hope this doesn't determine the outcome of your vote. Yeah, yeah exactly. In fact, when his running partner dies, you pointed this out, he just feels inconvenienced because he's like, great, now I have to deal with this scandal. Yeah. I, I, he, I, I tagged my train to the wrong buggy. It That's sounds, not a saying. It sounds ridiculous, but it is a scandal because of people don't say that, Gene Hackman. So many, so many reporters show up at his house. And then that's when his daughter decides to tell them, by the way, I'm marrying uh, a boy from college. And his parents at first respond in such a way that, like, you're too young, but they pause and go, this could be good for us. Yeah, We, this, can, we can spin this. We can spin this, depending on where he comes from, yeah. of course. Now, and then she makes up a lie about where he comes from. Yeah, because he can't be Jewish. No. Or two dads and from, and from and, South Florida. Yeah, that's, that's the, all that stuff is unacceptable. Yeah. So she makes something up about him being uh, the name's his name's not Goldman, what? it's Coleman, right? Yeah, Coleman. Coleman. The, and, D, is, the D is silent. Yeah, and uh, the uh, that his, they're his, Greek. The Greek. That they're um, his dad is a cultural attaché to Greece from America, he, which is like an arts ambassador. Yeah, well, it's a little bit something like the arts. That's like, like a what diplomatic, her like a diplomatic position. position. And the mother is a homemaker. Because she. Because oh well, there aren't enough of those these days. Yeah, they re- so again, basically, Calista again, quoting the birdcage. Yeah, movie from movie from the yeah, that, That's that's what the wife says when when the when the daughter says, yeah. "Oh, the mom's a homemaker." She says, "Oh, well, isn't that refreshing this day and age?" Well, yeah. basically, the daughter says everything she needs to say to get her parents to not freak out at the moment, whatever that is. If saying that, like, listen, uh, my fiance, he's a poodle, and if they were pro poodle, they'd probably say it. 
because she is struggling in the scene, and you can't. She hides it well, but you can tell Calista Flockhart's character is struggling. No, like, like I really like how straight this scene plays it. No pun intended. Um, I, I, I detect a hit of no. intention. No pun. Ten percent. Ten percent. You can you can believe whatever you want. Oh, ten percent of margin of error. Let's call it that. But like in contrast to how the movie has just like been like just so on the nose about about is just just what it's about. Like this is the culture yeah. that we're portraying, and we're not going to hide it. We're not shy about no. it. No, they don't. And, they and, don't. They're not scared of anything. And for lack of a better term, this movie does play it kind of well. You know, straight. This 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 scene does. Yeah, it does. So they they let them know that, and then we uh. And they, they, they try to figure out a way to spin it and make it work for them. Well, they decide they're going to have a big white wedding, reinforce family values. That'll make the, the you know, they said, uh, we're, you know, we're going to be building bridges with an, a cultural attache to Greece that will take the focus off of this scandal. It will show progress forward. We're going to move forward. This is the wife talking. By the way, this is a good insight into the family dynamic. Oh, yeah. You realize yeah. that the senator doesn't really plan his career it's his wife that yes. really tells him what to do and then he goes and does it and t- kind of treats her like shit oh, i yeah. never noticed that every step like, that is, yeah that she is, totally is the, she's the ambitious one but then yeah. they but the, but they end up hugging at the end of every scene that they're in despite him treating her like shit yeah that could just it, be it like, me like a validation of something like that could just be like them kind of like that's part of their process no, I, of, I, she, I think, she feeds I think the ideas just, he thinks he comes up with them and then they hug I think that this movie just is way ahead of its time. But anyways. So they decide to hightail it down to Florida. He tells the press Mm -hmm. they're going to their farm. But one of the reporters from the National Enquirer bribes their driver who tells them they're actually going to South Beach. Oh, I would go one step further. Tom Tom McGowan. Tom McGowan, one of the main characters from the movie Heavyweights. Oh, that's a that's, that's a, a deep that's a cut. deep cut. That's a deep cut. And I, would I mean, like, hey, while we're day. while we're on the '90s, that is a that is a quintessential, yeah, piece of '90s cult. Yeah, we should watch right that. There. Also, uh, his cameraman is um, and he's in a what's oh, the, uh, True Lies. Grant he- Grant Heslov. Grant Heslov's in two, True Lies. Yeah, so it's just '90s. It's a '90s who's who. Ass. '90s who's who for sure. Totally. But they basically bribe and realize that they're actually driving to South Beach, so they're going to tail. The senator's family with and his it's, driver. It's yeah, yeah. Stage. Like he's. It's always the driver. It's, it's always the, the driver, driver. Like giving the scoops. Yeah, and he's just so easily paid off. He sells. Well, I mean, it's because he's in a service job, and uh, Senator Keeley treats him badly. So oh, yeah. he has no. He has no loyalty. He's yeah, like, wow, yeah. I'll, I'll take any dollar to sell these motherfuckers out. They treat would, me like crap. I would. I would have done the same thing in his position for sure. So that's that's their thing. So they're gonna head. So so we now have like a ticking clock. Of dear God, the Keelys are down to South Beach. Val gets the word, and he has to start figuring out what to do because they do not know that Val's parents are a Val's gay parents. couple that own a, <laughs> that own a drag, drag show club. club in South Beach, Miami. Yeah. So was it? Does Val start? To, does Val sit down with Armand and start to explain it? Yeah. Of what needs to happen. Well, this is when Val goes to Armand when he is coaching. Um, Albert in his oh, number, and that's oh, one, one of the, the most iconic scenes. Oh, scenes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. scenes. And I gotta, I gotta say, like, I'm totally on Albert's side here. That, like, that extra, he was just, he, he didn't care. He didn't yeah, give I shit. Yeah, had an attitude. Yeah, he had a serious attitude. Serious attitude. Like I mean, every every motion yeah. he was doing was like, <sighs> yeah, He's just like half-assing it, chewing chewing his gum. Honey, you're wasting your gum. <laughs> <laughs> 
Helps me think, honey. You're wasted. Yeah, that's a good line. So the best part of that scene, because Albert's having some trouble working with this like younger person who's just basically a prop for his musical number, who's just there for a paycheck, couldn't care less. But he does kind of like you see him later in the movie during the the one scene. He does kind of own it. Yeah, so in, he, in is the end. he is talented. However, but he needs to get he needs to get his head out. Of he his needed yeah, you to get bring your game in, in rehearsals. Yeah, man. dude, you got to prove to these game. people that you're worth working with them. He needed to they get a pep you. talk Word. from Armand. Yeah, and that pep talk oh. is amazing. Oh, that oh. pep! It's all about the Madonna, pep. Madonna, Madonna, Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Martha Graham. But keep it inside. Yeah, and I'm then he Michael nails kid, it Michael later. <laughs> so it's just, it's each, it's a whole dance thing. They try to figure that out. I have to I have to put one side note in. So Chad and I, who are both thirty year old men, who uh, what's that got to do with it? Why I, no, I think it'll this? put Jesus it in context. Christ. We were watching Grace perform in this ballet. It was like a chamber ballet performance. Yes, she was part of the. Uh, so it was a it was a event between Pensacola Ballet and Pensacola Symphony Orchestra. You had some musicians off to the side playing live from the symphony, while a ba- uh, ballet was being performed. And that was great. That was fantastic. We had a great time. But, and, but they talked a lot about the ballet because uh, Peter Rubart, the conductor of Pensacola Symphony, uh, knew the composer. Was they, there was, they took time out between performances to talk about the development of the ballet and the piece and really what they felt about it. And I believe it was Michael who started saying something about different he, dance ideas. Or yeah, no, and no, he, he referenced Martha Graham about two or three times, and I'm not kidding, in unison, every time he said it, <laughs> Chad and, and I would just be like, Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Martha, Martha Graham. Graham. In an audience of other yeah. adults. <laughs> so, so we're around a bunch of people in this theater, and the seats are small and, and it's packed, so we're doing it, but quietly so no one notices. So the guy goes, uh, Martha Graham, blah, 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 and we'll go, Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Martha Graham. <laughs> but of course, you keep it all inside. All yeah, inside. that's that's the, inside. that's the key. That's the key. The key. That's some that is some peak Robin Williams. <laughs> oh man, He's imitating those dancers. That is seriously. But this is when Val decides to give uh, Armand the four hundred one of what exactly is happening, and he lays it all out for him. And he's like, "You got to do this for me. We have the Achilles believe this. We're really this. We got to f- trick the Achilles into believing we are what we not what we are not." And it's rough. I mean, it's like hearing it, it's, it's it's fucked up. Yeah, it's rough because he's telling him like you can't be like you are. Oh, and yeah, the twenty year old like, like you know, you know who you so you know selfish. who you are. Well, well, they they weren't they aren't gonna like that. So we need you to pretend to be something else. His, her her dad's a senator. Yeah, we gotta figure this out. Yeah, and he's like a super conservative senator. And, and the, Armand. And this is the 90s. He, his initial reaction is, no, we can't do that. He's like, fuck that. He's he tells like, him it, to send Albert away. No, he, said, he says a great line. He says, it took me 20 years to figure out who I am, and I'm not going to like let some senator take all that away. You know, like mm-hmm. it was a very, it's a very powerful line. And, and then, yeah, the worst part is when he asks, he, uh, the, the Val basically says, well, we need to send Albert away. Yeah, we can't have him here. And yeah. then he takes a beat, he takes a walk. He He's too upset. much. And then he comes back and he tells Agador Spartacus to start moving things around. We got to figure this out. We're going to have guests for dinner tomorrow night. And Val's like, thanks, Dad. And he goes, Val, don't talk to me for a while. Yeah, it's a He's, powerful line. It's, a, it's like a, a dad who does what his son wants. What his son needs, he's trying to help him get right. his future wife. But he... But he, he at a great cost. At a huge, huge cost. cost. That is quite a sacrifice and he's making for his child. So, they, so, so everyone comes to this dilemma. They got to figure out... if They got to figure out what to do with Albert. They were like, well, maybe he can be his uncle. 
And they say that's not going to work because he's still Albert, which is a dick thing to say. So you guys send Albert away. Also, we got to figure out what to do for my mom. What do we do? So they're trying to fill the mom well, role while kicking Albert before out. Before they get to the mom, they basically decide we're going to send Albert away. But they yeah, and that'll solve Albert. everything. That's the kicker because Armand takes Albert out. He they go to the, the beach. Yeah, they go to lunch. But... Then Albert decides I gotta go home for some whatever reason, mm-hmm. and Robin, there's a whole thing where Robin Williams pretends to hurt his leg to try to keep him from going home, and it doesn't work. Yeah, Albert's like, "Why won't you let me go home?" They finally get home, and they run into Val, and Val assumes that Armand's already told he hadn't. There's all these people decorating, redecorating. Oh, oh, that's right. Like, That's like right. for lack of a better term, stratifying their house. Yeah, and they keep bringing in crap like a giant moose head. Moose heads and crucifixes. Anything with dicks on it, they're taking out. Anything Joker that looks movie, like art. Not a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. There's a lot of things with dicks on it. It's like most of the house. Yeah. yeah. Everything, Everything with the walls and the roof. Down to the china. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's parts of the foundation they just had to rip out. Yeah. <laughs> Too many dicks. And, in this and, it, and by the way, it's the it's the <laughs> yep, drag too it's many the, dicks. It's the drag queens that are working at the nightclub that are redecorating the house. Yeah. They're the ones that by the way cast yourself. Well, that's oh, their, well, so they, that's their day uh, jobs. They're yeah. redecorators. Oh, so. they're, they're, like the drag queens in this are like so fantastic. The cast, they're great. Don't even. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so um, so they're redecorating the house. This is when the mom comes in because what happens is. When they come back and Val has already assumed that Armand's told Albert that Albert needs to go, he kind of blurts it out and Albert hears it. And that's one of it's a very it's a painful scene because Albert says, Okay, I'll go. And you know? Albert's a very emotional character, is, is what we're finding out right about and, now. But this and this but he this was one of the harshest things done to him, and he keeps it pretty contained because he's like he grabs his toothbrush and he's like, I know when I'm not wanted. No one wants the freak. No one wants the monster. And it's it's hard because it's they're rough. asking him to pretend not to live in his house when the future oh, yeah. spouse of his child is like, coming there to meet him. It's, it's terrible. And he takes his toothbrush and That's he's like, piglet. I'm going to Los Scopos. And, he, and <laughs> Armand's like, Los Scopos, there's nothing but a cemetery there. And he's huh. like, exactly. I packed light. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so dramatic. And uh, even Armand it's says like, it's <laughs> like it's dramatic and then it's, but it's dramatic. Still, yeah. But it's still a throwaway gag it's and it's so just, good. Duh, so many of those. There's are a so gag great. that comes after that because Armand says, You're going to a cemetery with just a toothbrush. How Egyptian of you. And that's the last line he says as he walks out the door. And then so he's gotta go chase down. He just, he runs after Albert. Jumps. Because he's gotta chase him down. And that gets to my favorite scene. He of the whole is movie. running after Albert for oh, the rest yeah, of the movie. Yeah. Now, this oh is, yeah, that is perfect. He's chasing Albert because Albert's even, Albert's if not is running away on purpose or is a runaway train. Or oh wait, this is not. I my mean, th- hell, this movie should have been called Chasing Albert. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thread of the whole movie. It's love. Could have gotten Oscar. It's love. Always love. Grace has got a good point. The whole point of this movie is could have thrown Ben Affleck the, in there. Can we not? No, not this one. Not and this I didn't. One. I didn't remember that the senator and his wife always hug at the end of their That's scenes. Great. They so do. It's, it's always love, even though there's abuse going on. Yeah. Oh man. Hopefully he became. We'll get to that. But hopefully he had a little bit of his horizons broadened after the end of this movie. We'll get to that. We it, do get. We do get there. So, Armand goes and catches up with Albert and basically catches him at a restaurant. They go to one of their favorite places because. Um, <laughs> 
uh, Albert is about to pass out because he's so overrun by emotion. That he's dehydrated? Yeah, yeah. apparently. He's an emotional guy. Oh, I don't dude. know if you noticed. We can all yeah. be, but... So he takes them, and they know them because everyone knows them in South Beach. Everyone They're knows like, hey, them. do you want your... Yeah, he says, the hey, usual. We'll usual. They recognize them by name Absolutely. when they come in. And so, because... Armand is a human being who loves his partner. He realizes this is a really shitty thing I'm doing, asking him not to be in his own house, mm -hmm. around his own son, around the girl who's going to marry his son and the parents of that girl. So he's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to compromise. You're going to be an uncle. We're going to make you into an uncle. You're just going to be there and you're going to be an uncle. And this is when he does the John Wayne impression because you got to try and train him oh, to man. be more this straight. Is, this is a little I more masculine. I, I think that they're like at brunch on a Thursday. I don't like, I just, you I can just brunch feel like, on a Thursday. I feel like that's the kind of lives that they live. Yep. And, and when Must this is nice. going down. Must be nice. And just like, and I, I just, I love everything about Nathan Lane in this whole movie, but he's so great in this scene. Like, like he's just like, oh, of course, I can be like that. How hard can it be? He grabs the glass, like pinky, pinky extended. <laughs> that happens so. Uh, Armand is constantly slapping the pinky down. He's like, pinky down, pinky down. He starts like trying yeah. to train him, and he's just like, like, okay, you gotta talk like a man. He's just like, ah, oh, Albert, how you doing, you old so and so? What'd you think of the game that night? And Albert's like, oh, how do you think I feel? Betrayed, Betrayed bewildered. bewildered. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, that's not is that right? He's like, I don't know. I don't know. Because <laughs> it's not wrong, it's but not it's not on. Yeah. Like okay, like let's start. Let's let's start with building your sandwich. How are you gonna build your sandwich? Well, I guess I'd take the spoon and I'd get some no, mustard. No, it's like, no, no, no. You no. smear it on. Men smear it on. Men smear it on. Men smear. Just oh my god, everything about this. It's scene. one of the greatest scenes when they're at the lunch, and we're getting to my favorite scene very soon. But but but, but of course, he also has to practice walking. So yeah, we go. we have to see him walk. Just 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 walk over there and back. I just, he, just let me get, let me see. Is it. this the John Wayne part? Yeah. So the, the walk first like one. John Wayne? The first one is natural him. It's, it's Albert. It's and Albert. It's, yeah, like, Fabulous. Like just palms facing the ground. Just like swaying his arms. He's got that kind of swagger with the walk. Just it's very much not masculine. I I guess you would say that's definitely what they're going for in the scene. <laughs> I think that's I think that's what he's trying to play up. If I'm not mistaken. So he tries to show him to walk like John Wayne. Walk like John Wayne, Pilgrim. Walk like John Wayne. And he walks like John Wayne. Does he? Yeah. <laughs> Almost exactly like yeah, John Wayne walks. Yeah, he is. You don't think it is. But then you look at it and it's because, just like Pilgrim. Because there's like there's Pilgrim. like an old lady just like having having like lunch just in re reading just on the on a nice day in Miami or whatever just. And and she just keeps on noticing the strange behaviors of Armand and Albert. And whenever he wa he John Wayne walks by her, like very confidently, mind you, he's it's a very confident John Wayne walk. It's he, actually he it's pretty stops, solid. He stops to address her. He's like, "Ma'am," yeah, because he's got that big sun hat. Yeah, yep, he puts it on for a cowboy hat, and and, and, Ar sunglasses. and Armand is just like, "Good, good, accessories props, that will work." Quick, props. quick props to the sh to the to the fucking costume department of this. Oh God, such a good job! The production like, design costumes of this movie. Every every is time Albert shows up, just every single time, I, he's, I, he's wearing the perfect outfit. I just to digress for a minute from the plot. I don't like the area of Miami. I went there once when I was like in high school a couple times. Uh, every, I found everyone to be very rude, very uh, congested. I didn't really like that whole South Florida area. I don't like going there, but oh, so you visited Miami? Yeah, I was Miami, in the airport once. South Beach. I was there. Yeah, we had to fly to Miami to go to Chicago. That was fun. Yeah, made some, made a lot of sense. A lot of sense. But I was 
there is just crowd. Everyone's kind of jerk. So when I generally see things that take place in South Florida, I, I'm a little standoffish. But this movie does the South Beach what the Blues Brothers did for Chicago. It makes you, it immerses you in the culture and the point of it and the true nature of what everyone's thinking and feeling who lives there. I really believe the story actually happened there. It it it's it's one of the well, people. It's a cliche, but people say that I felt like the city was its own character. I believe that with the birdcage. Well, I, I feel that's like fair. I, that's I, fair. I feel like it's definitely that little bird that they live in. Yeah, that one stretch of South Beach is yeah. just like those few blocks where there's a couple clubs and, and restaurants. Yeah, not all of Miami. You really not even all. You of really the get beach. immersed into that into that area. That one part of South Beach. And to these people, the yeah, pe- the, the characters feel like people. They don't exactly. feel like characters. They but, feel real. I mean, besides the 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 trip they're about to take that we're about to get to, where they go into Miami to go to an office. Yep, it's all takes place. What I assume is in the same like five block radius. No, I feel like I feel like they actually had to drive into the city. For that one scene, yeah, but I feel like most scene, of it's like... But most of it, I, I feel like, is very contained. It's like a neighborhood tale. Oh, is that what you're saying? The yeah, 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 I yeah, agree yeah. with that. Sorry. Yeah. Why do you start in shit because people go to an office, Sam? You start in shit. I see you start in shit. Yeah, man, I have a, I have a thing about people that work in offices. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. That's fair. So anyhow, the birdcage. We, um, we <laughs> come back to our, our protagonist, um, and basically what they've decided is they come back. Um, Armand tells Val, hey... Albert's going to be your uncle. And, uh, and this Val is what does we're not doing. take it well. Because no, he doesn't, but Armand is like, hey, I'm doing this. Yeah, it's happening. He, he lays it down. Lays it, lays by the, the way, wall, Val lays is, but he's so, it, so if we take out the bigotry, if we just take out the fact that he's asking them to cover up who they are and to pretend like they're something they're not. No, he's not doing it because that's what he wants. No, of course not. But if we, if we take that aside. It's still shitty. But if we take all of that aside, there is even a scene where he comes in and all of the helpers are there moving stuff around and he's just fussing at them because he always says, don't add, just subtract because he doesn't like the fact that they're bringing in like moose heads and stuff like that. And I'm just like, this kid, even if you take out all the extra stuff of the fact that he's asking them to change their lives, even though I understand he's just trying to appease the senator, but even if you take all yeah. that away, he's not even appreciative of the fact that these people are all working their butts off to try and pull this shit off for him, and he's just fussing at everyone all the yeah, time. Yeah, he's he ungrateful. He really I gets mean, under my he's nerves. Got, he's, yeah. Listen, he's 20 years old, and 20-year-olds 20 year don't deal with stress well. It doesn't change the fact that he's being shitty. Yeah. And so hurtful. But it makes sense yeah. for... when I'm constantly reminded of how young this kid is. That's, what, that's the only thing that I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not as surprised. Because 20-year-olds don't deal with stress well. But it is shitty. It was. It, and so he yeah. comes back. Val doesn't take it well that Albert's saying. But you're right. Armand just like, hey, we're, we're doing this. This is so what's happening with it. now. That's we're when the mom it. idea comes up. Because Val says if we had a woman, we could pull it off with Albert being a an uncle. A real whole a, woman. A, a real, real life woman. biological cis woman. So, like, that's what they're going with. Um, and then Armand says, well, we could try your mother. And they're like, are you are you serious? Val's and, biological mother, who no one has spoken to. Yeah, Val says in the movie, he says very explicitly, I haven't spoken to her in twenty years. Yeah, so I've that's never met her. Yep, I never met her. She was never part of my life. Are you? Do you think she'd do this? And Armand says, Yeah, she she. Uh, he well, he says, You don't think she'll do this? I don't think she'll do this. And Armand says, Well, it's different. When you were born, she was young. She was scared. She was broke. She's very. She's in a very different place now. I think she'd probably help us out with the situation because, as you find out later, she's an incredibly successful businesswoman in Miami who's very co- a great 
What were you saying about her? Oh man, this scene is Christine so interesting. Christine Berensky. Christine uh, peak nineties Christine Berensky. Uh, Armand oh, walks yeah. into the room. Oh yeah, she's so attractive oh, in this she, scene. She's a stone cold fox. Mm. But he walks into the scene and and she is the woman Your and he's family. the man and she is the dominant character. In every way, she's leading the 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 scene. She's mm-hmm. leading where it goes to, and it it gets juicy. She it, even she even whenever they're dancing, she dips him. Oh, that's oh, did so that happen? Cool. Yeah. I forgot about that. I, yeah, I remember. Wow. Yeah, they're they're doing that number. And she they just do a comes number on hard, like the first time. The reason Val exists is she comes on as hard as she did the first time. There's a woman in my bedroom. Mercy me. Mercy me. Oh, Let's my. go and see what all those straight men are getting into. So I feel so bad because Albert is in the waiting room. And he's oh. like, oh, my gosh. Armand is there with Val's bi- biological mother. And it's been a while now. Who knows what's going on? And they're drinking also back there because I, I think she's like they're having whiskey or I can't yeah, remember. Champagne. Yeah, they're, oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're having a whole moment. They're toasting to their son getting married. And they're dancing. That's the cover. And she notices that Albert, I mean, not Albert, um, Armand has like, she's like, oh, I really like your necklace. And oh, like, she's coming. She's like moving down his silk shirt. And he's like, careful. Um, They're both regressing to like their their younger selves. Their days of what brought them together in the first place, that initial love. And um, there's that chest hair stroking. There's that chest hair and it just gets lower and lower and she starts unbuttoning. Because they keep cutting back to Albert in the waiting room. Just does it, who doesn't know how to sit? Yeah, he he doesn't Albert's really he doesn't really know. He's getting more and more nervous, yeah. and he's like, ah, oh, something he's, is wrong. Something's not sitting well yeah, with me. And he he bursts into the scene, hysterical. And she's on. It it opens up, and she's unbuttoning Armand's shirt, and her hand is like down his on his chest. And we get we get just one of the best sequences from Nathan Lane. And right, I right feel after this. so bad for him. He's oh. been having a really hard day, and it, he will continue to have a hard day. This whole just, this oh. whole movie's a Monday for Nathan. Just Lane. just he he catches me. He, he catches me. Get one of those. Ah! Oh! Yeah. yeah, he does that several times <laughs> in the movie. And we and we have a series of that moving forward. He leaves and he gets to the parking garage and he, he gets in the car off. and he turns on the car and as soon as the car starts moving he has another one of those he, moments. Well, he, oh! he accidentally honks the horn and he's just like, ah! Because he doesn't drive. Oh. Armand is the one who drives. Albert is the he one actually, who's in the passenger seat. <laughs> Armand actually goes back home Takes and he's just bus. like, where's Albert? He's like, hey, he's not here. He's like, he hasn't been home? He's like, no. He's like, uh, I had to take the damn bus. And he's and, like, that means that Albert's driving home at 20 miles per hour with the parking brake on. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to have to go like, find him now. All the way back from even, downtown Miami. Yeah. <laughs> even taking the bus, he gets home before Albert. It's <laughs> so funny. And by the way, he finds him at the uh, bus just, stop. Just like that, like in that sequence, it's hilarious. Nathan Lane's performance is hilarious. But it just it shows Albert just like oh my god you're like you're helpless you just you you need someone to take care of you because you can't take care of yourself. And this leads us to one of the most tender scenes. This is in the whole movie. This is now this is something Sam and I were discussing earlier. This is my emotional highlight of the movie. Is this next scene? It's my it's my personal favorite scene in the whole movie. Now 
the third act, which we're going to get to, is probably the best part of the movie because we're going to talk about it in a second. But this is my personal it's, favorite. It's just scene a different kind of and the, movie. And the scene, just to set it off, is so beautiful. They're like sitting at a bus stop. It's like clearly right by a port. There's a, there's a ship in the back sailing off, and it says like Saturn Diamond or something on it. Oh my god, it. that cruise ship that just kind of sails. And Saturn Diamond. Perfect. And it's in the, the sunset, and it's so beautiful. Like I, Hashtag I don't know Saturn Diamond. Much about <laughs> oh yeah, lighting, you know that hashtag. It's so peachy the scene. It's so warm, and it, it looks like they're on heaven. Actually, it looks like they're dead and they're in heaven. Like it's unreal how warm it is. And so, anyways, and it's got like it, it, he's sitting at the bus stop, and it's that really weird looking thing on top, right? Like, like who designs that? I don't know. It's it has to be only South Beach. So, um, it, but they come to the bus stop. He finds Albert there. He comes up to him, and it's I, I, I can, I can, I can cry my eyes out at this scene oh, when they talk so to him. So he come. By the way, something we haven't talked about is uh, Albert keeps bringing up throughout the movie a um, palimony agreement, a partnership agreement. This is back in the nineties before laws were you know nowadays in well, a same-sex like, marriage will be recognized the well, same as any marriage will well, be now back like, then it's different back then it was not there was like domestic was partnership laws it was not checking the box Tommy Wiseau right box Woo. It's, it's not a podcast have we mentioned we Get Out the... yet no we haven't no. okay we'll get there well I'm sorry to bother you but yeah. <laughs> sorry to bother you we're gonna get there too well back then there was uh, there wasn't now there's this thing called common law uh, relationships which you don't have to be married but if you're together for some, a certain amount of years um, if you split up, you're entitled to a certain amount of your partner's uh, commodity. It's kind of like a, a loose divorce. So you can't just split it with people if you've been together for yeah, so like, many years. Like common law marriage. Common law marriage, yeah. And that wasn't existing in the 90s, so this palimony agreement, which uh, no one really talked about then or now. Like, like, yeah, you said Armand is bringing that up? No, uh, Albert w- had been bringing it up throughout the movie. They'd been talking about a palimony agreement. He because uh, it's uh, because the thing is Armand is the one who owns the club. He runs the club. Mm-hmm. Albert is the main performer who keeps the club packed. But Armand is the one who technically owns, owns the all club. the assets legally. So they were split up. Armand is obviously the one who'd keep everything. Albert would still be a performer. He'd still go and perform. But like he would not have any of the assets. So they've been talking about a palimony agreement in case something had happened to them. But bef- that's just to set up the scene. When they come together, Armand sits next to Albert and because Albert's heading to Los Scopos, a cemetery, so he can die of heartbreak. Because that's, his, very Albert, because that's very Albert. Because that's very Albert. That is just his character. And Armand says, <sighs> I'm going to paraphrase. He's like, Los, Los Scopos. It's a total, it's a total shit pile. There's nothing there but a cemetery. Now my my grave is in Key Biscayne. Beautiful, beautiful beaches, beautiful water. And he's like, and and he's like, you know what? He, this is still Armand talking. He's like, you know what? People do laugh at you, and you are middle aged, and you are a. He used a, a very derogatory term for homosexual people, and he's like, you're a blank. And he's like, but you know what? That's why I've loved you all this time. And he's like, you know what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to sell my plot and keep a scheme and get one in Los Copos and shitty Los Copos next to you so I'd never miss a laugh. And then he hands him the palimony agreement. Yeah. And, and Albert's like, what is this? He's like, it's the palimony agreement. And he's like, what does it matter if I tell you you can't stay or you can't or you tell me I can't stay? The only reason that place is home is because that's where you are. 
So sign the paper. Oh man, I know, yeah. right? Like oh. I love yeah. your your you sixty-five percent description of it. You're so, so powerful. Just I, now. I mean, that's just that just that just tells the power of the scene. This yeah. scene and, is and, so and, good. And Armand I, I, gives I, I him. Just, I need a minute. Yeah, right. The palimony agreement gives Albert the club. Right, he has the club. Yeah, now. He, it's. Oh, and by the way, it's not just to have Z. He gives him all, all of the club. all the club, which is named the Birdcage. That's the, the Birdcage. That's why the movie's named the Birdcage. So, and I mean, it's. Actually, fun fact because you know it was. Are you gonna pronounce it? Based. I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy this. It was. It was. Good luck. It was. It's based on. I wouldn't do this. The play written by John Perrault. which sounds so French. That sounds like such Jean Perrault. Jean Perrault. <laughs> Jean Perrault. He's brave. I know. Is he a Parisian Jean Perrault? <laughs> I believe it's pronounced John Barrett. <laughs> Everyone knows that's Jamie Barrett. <laughs> oh my God, you guys! <laughs> Are you gonna pronounce this or not? I'm, I'm, I want to hear you try. La Cage Falls. I'll believe it. I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good to me. That yeah. sounds good to me. What build up for that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyways, moving into the third act. Which oh, is the third the, act. We thought the movie couldn't get better. It's about to blow and, your mind. Okay. Just, holy shit! It just all culminates. I am so excited for the third act. I love this third act. So so much that I treat it like I treat the Fellowship of the Rings. Now, little backstory. A few weeks ago, I was at a friend's house, and they were like, we started watching uh, the Fellowship of the Ring. Do you want to watch it? And we all agreed, yes, but, asterisk, only if we start the movie at the Council of Elrond, where all the main characters get together and go off on their quest, which I argue... Is a decent movie in itself. Sure, but where's this going, Sanders? The third act of this movie could be its own movie. It's it's that it's, powerful. It's so good. It's it fantastic. is. It's a very strong third act. Oh my god! It's like the Chris Nolan idea of starting the movie towards the end of the movie. Because 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 what's what's going on is yeah. they're wrapping up the renovations to you know straight wash it's the apartment. religious up in there now. Yeah. Well, well, well. They have to do a full-on straight wash and Catholic wash of the apartment. Yeah. It's so. It's yeah. 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 And they do both by putting just a giant ass wooden crucifix. Yeah. <laughs> crucifix and long dark drapes, and that's kind of in like a table and chairs to sit at. That's it. Oh, and also these books. They threw them in. My Nancy, this is the Nancy Drew. Oh, that's oh, Nancy, Nancy Drew. Drew. That's Nancy Drew. Have the whole set. The whole set, the whole of, set Nancy of Nancy Drew. Oh, yes. The they're uh, the they're his apartment. mothers. By the way, one of the be- another really great throwaway line uh, gag is uh, Armand and Val, the father and son, are like redecorating, and they're like so stressed out about what's about to happen. And Armand looks around, and he's like, "So, this is what hell looks like." And there's a crucifix in it. Ah! <laughs> yeah. I love that. One. That's oh, a good just line. so many, so many, there's so those. many good lines. All right. So the Keelys are coming. And by the, the way, there's, are a- coming. there's this thing where, for a second, Albert tries to pass off himself as the uncle. You see Albert in a suit. He walks out oh, and he yes. gives he, 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 he gives walks. he gives it his best straight pass. He, he takes and here's his time. the thing: like Nathan Lane has played straight men. Lots in his career, he yeah. can play a straight man just yeah. fine. He's a fantastic. The way actor. that he plays a gay man playing a straight man who doesn't really know how to play a straight man—it's it's, it's unbelievable. It's fucking fantastic. It's, it's the best thing you ever like. Hear stories about Mel Blanc playing Daffy Duck, trying to be Bugs Bunny in a scene. 
Yeah. That's what that feels like. Yeah, it's yep. like that. That's, that's exactly what that is. Situation. It's like that, and he plays it so well. It's really, oh, God, it's so good. But but the big but is that he he then, he, he actually is actually doing a pretty decent job, even if mm-hmm. he does look suspicious, he like he's passing. up to something. He's passing for straight. Yes. And then he goes and he takes a seat and he and he crosses his leg. And when he does that, his pants right up a little bit. And the Exposing sock. bright neon pink socks. And he says, well, one must have a touch of color. Just he a, says that exactly. One must, must have, have a touch, a touch, of, touch of, of color. color. And, then, <laughs> and, then, and then Armand and Val kind of roll their eyes and he goes, I understand because I'm trying to hide. I actually stick out more. And it's a powerful line. Ooh, it's rough. It's and rough. I paraphrased. Yeah, he said because yeah, I'm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He says something to the effect of, of yeah, I'm tr- because I'm trying to hide who I am. I'm even more obvious <laughs> than, before. than before. And it's sad. And and by the way, Robin uh, Robin Williams and the character who plays Val, they just have kind of they it, it, the the scene constantly cuts back and forth between looking at Albert trying to walk and their reaction. Uh-huh. They basically have the kind of same expression on their face the whole time, which is like. This isn't gonna work. This isn't gonna happen. This isn't gonna happen. Damn. You know, they're just that kind of like discipline, and that's why the scene's powerful. Because when he looks at him, he's like, "I can see it on your faces," you know. Yeah. And this time, just like at the beginning of the movie, Albert just hysterically just locks himself in a room. But this time, Armand's rolling with it. He well, he's completely justified in doing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I he's, mean, yeah. he's, he's not. Had he's one of the not freaking days. out. Over Ever, nothing. You know. It's a great insight into the movie when we go from one meltdown to another, and by the second meltdown, we're totally on board. You're on his side. You're yeah, like, yeah, definitely. I get it. And that's why Albert is one of the best characters. This movie's like cinema. a like multiple circles. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Nathan Lane's performance in this movie is a national treasure. <laughs> Shut up, Kennedy. You're drunk. <laughs> why can't we get Ted in here? It's always the I'm just ones. looking for a meal pass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you coffee, but that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, he's locked in a room, and the Keelys finally show up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Okay, so the Keelys show up. Oh, God. Oh, can we? Ah. And oh. the shenanigans begin. <laughs> and it's right about this moment that we hear, baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads and scrambled It eggs. does play like a really good Frasier episode. There's a lot of like crossing around and like, dear God, Niles. And then just uh, absurd things happening. Oh, so, no. oh, Agador Spartacus has found a suit. This is where we first hear him referred to as Spartacus. Spartacus. Oh, yeah. This for the, for the purpose of, I don't know. And he has to wear a suit. Spartacus. So, he's, of course, Spartacus. That's he, your name, not he, Agador. He slicks his hair back. And he's forced to wear shoes, which Agador Spartacus never wears shoes. So he, he wears, wears pumps. The, he wears pumps or nothing at all. He's, or no, he's, yeah, no he's shoes. Or, or, yeah. He's, so him wearing shoes is like wearing like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. I'm staring at like a tiny little filing cabinet with removable drawers. I imagine that Agador Spartacus is walking the shoes like I would with these like removable drawers. Like if you were feet. wearing Kleenex Salient boxes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But like someone put a rock at the front, rocks at the front of the Kleenex boxes. So like the front part is heavy. It's weird. He's struggling. This is also funny because like I think between these scenes, I've never seen Agador with so little clothing. 
I see him with very little clothing. He's, he's barely speaking. He's got a great body, and we see his backside. And, no, it's it's and Hank Azaria at like peak nineties Hank Azaria, and he's, <laughs> he's beautiful. Ass, man. He is beautiful. He's like beautifully tanned. His body Not to be is confused like fabulous. With ass. And then the next scene we see is Agador Spartacus. With this oversized suit and these shoes that are like three times big for his shoes, and he he's falls worst, over them. He's the worst <laughs> all the time. butler ever in this situation. And so the Achilles get there. Excellent chef, but his service skills are uh, not quite up to yeah. par. So the Achilles get there, and they go to the apartment above the club, and they see where the sign says Goldman. Like, I'm sorry, I thought you said your name was Coleman, right? Oh no, it's Goldman. It's Coleman. The, the, the D is silent. Yes. So they're trying to basically be like, hey, we're not as Jewish we're not as Jewish. you think. We're just only kind of Jewish. You're the right kind of Jewish. Or, I don't know. It's like a whole, like, we're just going to assume that the Keelys are the waspy people in the world, so we have to save them from their own thoughts. Yeah. It's really messed up. Just like, the, it's like they, they had a plan for all of these things, but every <laughs> single one of them falls apart as it's happening. And it's a bunch of tiny little bad plans. Yeah. All it, messing it, up at one time. Like all these, all these little tiny lies, but none of them go according to plan. And I do want to tap into, I think Chad just brought up a, a point that I think is amazing. I've never thought about everything in the third act. The third act is about pandering to the Keeley's views and making sure yep. that they are not triggered at any point in the night. It's all about keeping them comfortable and in their zone where they will be receptive to the idea of the marriage and all that stuff. And it is, man, mm-hmm. that's a brilliant point. They're just trying to yeah. pander to them at every step of the way. And the Keeley's are doing the same thing because they're politicians. And they're also, this is another point, they're paranoid because they don't know the situation at the birdcage. They're paranoid that this Val's parents are going to look down on them because of the scandal That's right. with oh, Senator Jackson. They think this is a they're going to they're worried about getting found out about this being an out for out of their political scandal. They have no idea that Yeah, they want, the, they try, want they, this to go both well. Parties think they're it's hiding a worse scandal for them if they treat it as a scandal. And they have no idea what's about to happen. Their their, their priorities are all out of whack. Plus, they've been on a long road trip. Long road from very Ohio draining. down to South Florida is oh like oh my god, oh yeah, I mean, hours. They, I don't they, know. They, they they came from from up north where it was cold. Old. Oh my god. So okay, Chad, to I want to hear this from Chad for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Tell us about the and I'm using air quotes now <laughs> story. Yeah, it it's, that Senator Keeley tells. I would not call it a story because stories are interesting. I mean, I mean, just something but, happens in them. But th- this, disclaimer: it is. I mean, disclaimer: it is very anti-Superman. So, <laughs> so during the scene, uh, Senator Keeley uh, makes an attempt. Let's call it to uh, have co- a conversation. He tries. Yeah, like a person, like a person, and he's struggling to person. And so it's something along the lines of uh, it's. See the leaves change, different colors. It's interesting to come uh, from the north. <laughs> we've already we've already lost Asher. I mean, just listen to this fucking. Dialogue. I know it's like, he's 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 dead. Move on. It's interesting to come from the north, where it's cold, to uh, down south. Where it's warm. 
The most boring conversation ever is being held in the home of two men who are nothing but fantastical, theatrical flair. Armand is in hell. There's not only a crucifix, but a senator from Ohio. And, and I, I, I feel like Robin Williams and Gene Hackman are both having such a great time in oh, this scene. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where they had to calm down yeah. to shoot it, to be that sad and boring. And another layer on this scene is that Agator and Val are constantly Spartacus. dropping stuff in the background. So while he's telling this boring story, you're always hearing like bang and like clang clang. Oh. Like run. Oh wait, no. And the mom calls oh, and yeah, leaves the, a message on the answering machine while the behind. story is happening. Oh yeah, saying she's running late. And, and this is the and biological. This is, mother, and this, is, this, biological is this is before that reveal happens. They're still just trying to entertain with champagne and everything while Agador throws together something in the kitchen. Which is God kind of knows a, what. Kind of a soup, but there's bugs do in you, it. Do you, do you it's cook? Not really food. Do you and cook? Eggs. It's like a liquid do you, stuff in Do it. you know how to cook? Your father thinks, <laughs> seems to think so. <laughs> yeah. Your father seems so they to do think that. so. so they try, they, but, right before, but right before dinner, there's a knock on the door and someone walks through the door. And it is Albert in Drag, not only drag, Barbara Bush drag. Yep, it's very like the pantsuit, skirts, and the weird ass wig. Because if you got to play to a senator, you dress like Barbara Bush, and he owns the character of Barbara Bush mom when and just charms the pants off of Gene Hackman. And it works so much, and Gene Hackman's kind of infatuated. He is smitten. He yeah. is smitten. He is smitten by Albert, the mom. Well, a brilliant thing that the movie does is when he first walks down, the the shot is on Armand and Val and the, the girl. Everyone's reacting. No, but it's it's specifically the people that would know Albert is a man first. <laughs> ironically, the yeah. uh, ironically so, the so, fiance's name is Barbara. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyhow. So what it show it shows their That's facial their facial reactions, and they're obviously very worried because they're like, oh my God, Albert's coming down to drag. We're all gonna be found out now. But then when it fight because it literally shows the people who know, I think this is very clever filmmaking. It shows the people who know Albert is a man first, their reaction, and then it shows you Senator Keeley and his wife, who are clearly like, Oh, here's yeah, this wonderful it's a woman. Here's this wonderful woman coming over to welcome us to her home. We should be nice and polite. And oh, hello, say, dear. How are you? Give me a hug. Oh, she's shy. Did you see That's how so wonderful? Oh, it's did cool. you see it's how quite, it's quite an opening. It's they quite almost an cried. She makes. Like she almost cried when they called her mother. Now the first yeah. time I saw this scene, and by the way, this is one of the few movies I'm not the first person. I was. I, I don't. Who was the one who had not seen the Birdcage? Was it Grace? Was it Grace? I've seen a lot. Yeah, because I had definitely seen. Okay, it. so we had Grace on this one, but I was like, I had definitely seen this movie before. I remember the first time I saw Nathan Lane walk down in this scene and drag. You just lose it, man. Because yeah. you, you were just, just like, like, oh, no God. Like, he's doing this? No What? Way. What? How many left what? turns are we going to take? The movie's been pretty ridiculous so far. And then when that happens, you're like, all right. <laughs> you're either on we're board or you're it. walking out the door. We're but going you know, with you it. You feel this way because um, Nathan Lane gets so much crap for this whole movie. And he's just like, you know what? I'm going to do it my way now. 
And it works. And he does. And he you does love it his you way. You love it him for it. But he, at the end, but, you can always it, say, but no matter it what, works. he did it his way. Oh my God! No, but it works. He like he wins over the senator almost immediately. Yeah, and, and uh, the senator's wife is uh, uh, very. She's she likes him. Sure, I mean, like, at first, I mean, like at they first. they do have to get to the point. They they do have to get through the bowl situation. Oh my God, the bowls they bring out. Oh, the bowls, the soup. The Where they're playing leapfrog. Go get my glasses from my purse, darling. Oh, I couldn't find your glasses, mother. Well, well, I have mine right here. Super served. <laughs> <laughs> so the so they hand these bowls, and apparently these bowls that like while they were cleaning out the apartment, they weren't worried about the well, bowls. Well, they they glorify a certain activity. That's one way to put it. Sodomy. I'm trying to be diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about much like the uh, cultural attaché degrees. Yeah, what you said. Yes, words. We're talking about people just making love with each other who are both male, and that's what these bowls show. And they're on like, bowls, yep. and oh, but there are girls. I mean, uh, I have a couple of girls. Don't you have a girl? Don't you have a couple of girls? I think that's right. Is that a girl? And How about this, some soup? And this you is must, our Gene Wilder says, soup. "Hey, I might not <laughs> have my Wilder. Wilder. Gene oh, Hackman. Damn it. Wait, oh, Gene Hackman. He says, you know he says, you know what? He says no. "Hey, hey, I've got a solution. Here's the deal. Here's the deal." <laughs> I feel like Gene Wilder could have been in this movie. Yeah, that's why I should uh, be this, this type of movie. for that. It's so really, yeah. Gene Hagman says this to her. No, He's you like, lose two hey, credits. I might. Oh, <laughs> come on. Come on. Asher Kelly, you have lost two credits. I backed you on you getting a credit earlier. All right, fine. I'll give you one credit back. They, okay, thank you. All right, so anyhow. So, but Gene Hagman says, I might not have glasses, but I know that's a man. Don't you mean? No, he I says glasses. I don't know that's a man. No, no, he says he says uh, he says. Well, it's been a, it's been a while since you've seen one because that's oh, yeah. definitely a boy. That's right. Oh, that's my. right. If you think like, that's a woman, it's been a while since you've seen one. But they're just right. so ah, ha, 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 about it, while the uh, the Goldmans are just stressed. Like, freaking stressed. They're freaking out the whole time. The Goldmans. They're freaked out about Albert being too much. Because Albert is on the verge of being too much the whole time and just barely playing it off. This gets to another part of the movie when the mom... See, here's what's been going on. So uh, Armand had contacted the biological mom and left a voicemail saying, don't come to the dinner tonight. Yeah, there's a breakdown of communication. But Val doesn't like this because Val wants... I don't think Val Val knows. No, no, because he... No, no, no. Armand told Val, I asked your mother not to come. Albert is going to be your uncle. Like, it's going to be fine. Like, um, and then Val doesn't like this. So, it's oh, wait, right. no, no, no. This is what happened. Sorry, I got the events wrong. After things go well with Albert playing the mom, uh-huh. Armand kind of voices well, in an undertone. Expected. Armand in an undertone tells Val, put a note on the door for your mom. Basically saying, put a note on the door so your biological <gasps> mom doesn't come That's in right. and blow our cover. And, and Val does it. He, he does go out and do it, but the National Enquirer reporters Those find bastards. the notes. They find the note on the gate that says, Tom hey, McGowan. you know, hey, we don't need you anymore. Please don't come inside. And they take the note off and they say, this is going to be funny. And it is. Um, they take the well, note off the door. Well, scrambled, eggs, scrambled eggs all over your face. What's the boy to do? Exactly. So it's set up for the scene so you know the mom is going to walk in. They have the soup. There's no entree because Agator made the soup as and, an entree. And that was it. He didn't like make an soup. entree. And he never got to put the shrimp it's in. It's peasant soup. It's more like a stew. 
The shrimps. I also have to say my only complaint about this movie is you had a kitchen in the club. That's the only... Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Like, they could have made anything. Yeah, they could have ordered And they made Spartacus. Oh, we found a hole in the plot. Oh, no, a plot. That's the only... They could have have served steamed ham. That's the only flaw Mm, that I found. Steamed ham. Aurora Borealis. Sorry, okay, we cannot do this. All right. Oh, man, we're not going to do it? Okay, fine. Okay, no, we got to finish the birdcage. That's fair. They're at peak birdcage. Seymour, the house is on fire. That's the just house the is, lights, mother. is literally on fire right We now. have to stop doing the steamed hams bit. We have a job we to have do. To, we have to admit that we have a problem. Yeah. We have... All right, so the we bird have cage. <laughs> uh, it's that patented Skinner family recipe. So the birdcage. So they're at peak birdcage right peak now. Peak birdcage. They really are. They're all in there together. And what really throws things off is that at some point, Albert moves his head into kind of a, a jerky motion and messes up his wig. Oh, my, yes. And that's what sets off. Ed, like, oh, my, Literally, man. Val, Barbara, and Armand. Armand all grab Albert and literally shove him out a door at one of the most awkward <laughs> scenes in oh all of Jesus. cinema. I'm leaving just, Mother I'm and touched. Mr. Keeley freaking out. I am just so touched. My oh, family, my men. Oh. My men. Coming to, coming to take care of me. It's yeah. so lovely. And uh, what's so funny is that when they leave, Mrs. Keeley is like, I feel like something is wrong. And Senator Keeley is like, I know exactly what's wrong. Gets up, makes a drink. It's the senator. It's the scandal with Senator Jackson. They're freaked out about marrying us because we have a tinged name because they, they have, no, have no, idea no idea what's, what's actually going, going on. on. If anything, and then he, but then he goes on and he's just like, and you know what else? I don't like the way that he treats her. Ah, oh, oh, full circle. Albert blamed Armand for possibly cheating on him, which was bullshit. And now Senator Keeling's doing the same thing to Armand about. Mother Coleman. She is an intelligent and passionate, passionate woman. woman. Did you see where they called her mother? She practically cried, for God's sake. She practically cried. It's and ridiculous. and did, you, did you see Armand's face when she was talking? He looked petrified, like she might <laughs> say something. Uh, and then that's at the point when... Oh, it's just going, it's just it's full birdcage at this full point. Full birdcage. It's, it's full tilt birdcage. It's the, it's the bird at its most cage. <laughs> At this point, Val's biological mother knocks on the door, saying, I forgot my key. She's playing a role. She didn't get the note because the National Enquirer people took it. So thus, Val's biological mother has showed up to play Val's mom. And this is after she was caught in traffic on the bridge because of sailboat. Because it's Miami. Listen, this movie has to take time out for boats. <laughs> you just got to accept it and let it happen. And if that you don't is, like that, that is then how you the hate roads boats. are. Honestly, they, they it makes do the movie. They, they, like, it, they well, make traffic it's, jams. It's honestly more just just more true to real life. I mean, like it's what it's what real life is like. You have to take time out for sailboats. Yeah. So anyhow, she yeah. shows up. <laughs> you say that like you're being sarcastic, but and like, you make a good point. They're all in the mix together. They're all in the mix together. And, and the, I say the jig is up. Well, yeah, because point, yes. because uh, well, one would think they so give it the old college try to make it work, but but Senator Keeley straight up looks at Armand and says, "Hey, we're confused. This woman says she's Val Val's mother, but uh, you guys are over there with Albert. So what's going on?" And this is when Val, who finally stops becoming a little piece of crap and it, steps up to the plate, it is his moment of salvation. His moment oh, of salvation. God. He takes the wig off of Albert and says. 
this is my mother. This is the woman who raised me. This is my family. This is my family. This is my biological mother. She's we, a nice lady. We are family. We are family. I Armand, got all my sisters with me. Armand and Albert raised me. These are two men. And then they pause. Sarah Achilles says, I don't get it. And then his, his daughter like in he denial. And then he doesn't get it. And they say, well, and then his wife's like, it's two men. And then his daughter's like, by the way. Well, he, no, no, hold on, hold on. His wife says, Senator, I don't know his first name. His wife says, Senator, they're two men. And then there's a pause. And his daughter says, Daddy, they're Jewish. It's this like underlying thread uh. of anti-Semitism. Uh, yeah, it's messed up. Like on top of the homophobia. Yeah, on top yeah. of the homophobia. Well, it, well it on. all yeah. I can say is that if he doesn't get it, it's probably because he hasn't seen the most recent It's Always Sunny finale. Oh, the one where Mac has a dance off. Oh, with yeah. Mac. I mean, Mac has a dance partner who's a woman, but I feel like Mac is dancing with Mac in that scene. Well, he's dancing with God in that scene. But wow. that's a whole other wow, conversation. Wow, that's a whole other podcast. We should talk about that. Yep, we're going to put a... But put we're going to finish the bird conversation. Put a pin in that. So coming soon. Anyhow, so they get together, and here's the here's another sad part of the movie. Senator Keeley and his wife basically look at his daughter, Barbara, and said, we can't accept this. We're in the middle of a scandal. I'm up for re-election. Are you insane? You're going to get married to the son of like two prominent uh, homosexual members of the South Beach community. Are you insane? I'm sorry, we can't do this. And one of the tragedies is Barbara actually kind of... Now, she is 18, mm -hmm. but she sides she, with her parents. She, make, she makes a brief stand, though. She, She's she, like, Dad, I'm not going. Yeah. In film, uh, on the screen-wise, she's standing with Armand... She is. She's on that side of the she room. Is. Yeah. But she's then, on but then Gene Hackman, uh, Senator Keeley, he he makes a point. It's just like Jesus. Like you. Like like there's already been all of this. Like how many lives do you need to ruin? Like oh, yeah, I want to see that. you get. Oh I want to see you get married. Yeah. But how many lives do you have to ruin to do it? Yeah, and that kind of gets her. And it's, it's only her. really well, her parents. There's also that scene with Albert where once the it's wig a really is cold off. line, by the way. It's it really cold, cold, but Albert when Albert's wig is off, he goes over there and goes, Senator, I want you to know. I agreed with you with everything you said about family values. Nothing has changed. Nothing's changed. That's what he says. Nothing Except for me, I meant everything I said. Nothing has I agree changed. With you and I believe we 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 have this common ground. Let's build upon this. Oh, no, and this and is and what there's, he, there's, well, there, well. I'm sorry to interrupt, but there's this there's this great moment where uh, where where Armand is playing the piano and he's singing with yeah. with Diane Weist, mm -hmm. and and while while they're doing that, um, Gene Hackman is dancing with. Nathan Lane as the mother, mm -hmm. and mother like they're Coleman. having like a great moment, and singing "I could have danced all night." Yep, just just and that and that's real important because they mirror that in a little while. By the way, one of the yeah. best scenes in the movie. Sam mentioned this earlier. While they're dancing, Agator throws open some doors, bursts through, and just starts singing. Yep, you know the song "I could have danced all night." Da 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 da. So that's what it's, it's like. It's like the the ridiculous level. The ridiculous level of the movie has been raising like progressively, and in this moment, in this scene, the movie just throws it all out the door. Yeah. Right whenever Hank Azaria burst through those doors, right. it was worth it. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, we're going for it. It's truly his moment right there. So that's basically when the Achilles decide we can't have this. We get in the car, we're going home, and when they open the door. The National Enquirer and all and the press because the press, they have, they're all standing there. And right before he opens the door, that's whenever he delivers that line. He's oh, just like, yeah. "Mr. and Mr. Goldman, I uh, I hope that all this doesn't, you know, affect your vote." 
Uh, Ugh, that line, yeah, Such it's all about him. So he oh. goes to leave, but as soon as he opens the door, the guy's like, uh, Senator Keeley, and he closes the door. So he realizes he is trapped. Sorry. Uh, throw- I was trying to get up the turn. Sorry, throwaway gag alert. Um, one of the best gag. throw, one of many awesome throwaway gags is that when Albert walks up to Senator Keeley and says, Hey, everything I said to you earlier about family values was true. I'm still me, except for one tiny difference. Well, not, not so tiny. Not that uh, <laughs> uh, come on. Come on. You catty bitch. Hey, <laughs> Nathan Lane, he's, he's a master, man. He's oh, a he's master. Great. I crap. loved it. So, to continue, Senator Keeley realizes he's trapped. He has a yep. headache. He sits there, and uh, he has like a scotch glass in his hand, and Agatha Spartacus comes by and pours it. And he goes, I, I usually Spartacus. don't drink this much. And this is the one of the few lines uh, Spartacus has uh, once the Keeley's got there. And he goes, well, now's a good time to pretend. But he doesn't that Agador line. Yeah. Well, now's a good time to pretend, sweetie. Because Agador <laughs> hasn't been allowed to speak yeah. for this. He's been well, uh, he's, talking in he's, some he's, too much. fake accent. Yeah, because yeah. he's Hello, trying not to. Hello, my name is Agador Spartacus. He's my name be, is Spartacus. He's trying to be a straight man. And it's not him. And, and it's no, ridiculous. Well, well what, happened, what happens is, uh, is he's introduced as Spartacus. And then Robin Williams, uh, Armand, he... Just like out of impulse, he he corrects him on something. He's like Agador, and then Val has to step in and say Spartacus, uh, Agador Spartacus. He's like, oh yes, he insists on being you know called his, his by, by his by his full name. So basically, the Achilles are trying <laughs> to figure out what to do. They trying to formulate this plan. It doesn't make any sense. And then somebody who comes up with a plan um, to take him to the club. No, it's it's of course. I'm pretty sure it's Albert. Albert, Albert, Albert. is of course Albert the saves one. The day. No, this is why because yeah. Senator Keeley says. Oh, it's no use. I have to leave like, sometime. I have to leave sometime, and they're going to recognize me the minute I leave, and it's going to be all over the papers. And they're gonna, that's when They're, they're going to be wondering if I never show up again. Yeah, and that's when Albert gets the idea. At the end? and, and okay. uh, well, well, I think it's Val who says, wait, wait, like he can, he can just leave with everybody at the end of the night. It's like, oh, that's what they're waiting for. And then Albert steps forward and says, well, not necessarily. So basically, at the end of the drag show... Um, all the talent goes down and goes to the crowd. And there's always these like... Well, they do a big We Are Family, family number to number. close out the show. And then they walk out. Uh, all these ladies walk out the door. And while they're doing that, they have a whole bunch more people like so flood the stage. The idea is to dress the Keeleys up like drag queens. And they did. And they did. Oh. And Gene Hackman, Gene with Hackman. the biggest wig I've ever seen in my life. And they double down. And they double down. They hard. double down so hard. They so are hard. Committed. So the Keelys, all three of them are dressed like drag queens to sneak them to their to uh, a car. Well, well but before right? that, there's so much good stuff that happens oh, in so the club good. before they get to the car. Oh, yes. the, like, the scene when they walk through the club is like like pure he's gold. he's over at the bar and he's like complaining. He's just like, well, why hasn't anybody approached me? Like I kind of I kind of feel like like don't maybe, leave the lady alone. She deserves to be danced with. Yeah, I'm sorry. Here, I'm sorry. I believe it sounds more like, "Well, don't leave a lady alone. She uh, deserves to be danced with." You know. Okay, are we just doing impressions now? <laughs> no, okay, no, 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 no. Okay, don't make me. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's it. That's it for that. That's it for that. I I think it's so funny that Senator Keeley is also like, oh, I didn't want to be dressed in white. Like me, I told him it, it makes me look fat. Calista Flockhart's like upset that drag queens look better than her. She has this line about like like I look better than them, don't I? Blah blah blah. As she, they're walking out of the club. And what does he say? It's he very said, uh, superficial. He said, "I don't want to be the only girl not 
Oh yeah, this um, Val and, and the daughter leave him, and he's like, "I don't want to be the only girl not dancing on the dance floor." This is Senator Keeley, the Senator Keeley, dressed in drag. I don't want to be the only girl not dancing he's, with someone on the dance. He's floor. doubling down. Doubling. It's a time I, to double down, man. Like a, like a politician in the nineties. I would say this is like a triple down. Oh, it's just down. Can we just agree it's down? down hard? It's down hard. Yeah, hard down. Fully committed, one hundred and ten percent. The conversation okay. forward at this point. So they get out. Uh, the Keyless are just like drag queens. The Goldmans help them to a uh, getaway car, play uh, which uh, Val's mom has, and they're going to jump in. Well, she, as, as they're, they're on the way out, as though, they're on the way out, they run into uh, they run into Starlina, but mm-hmm. he's dressed in a suit. Yeah, totally. It's Albert. And All the suit. Goldmans are wearing like tuxes, and they and that's and that's whenever that's right around the time that Gene Hackman's talking about not wanting to be the yeah. only girl. So 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 Gene Hackman dances out with uh, mirroring the scene the earlier. Scene earlier, yeah. Oh, it's really good. We are family. Yeah, this movie gets it. No, this no, movie gets no, no. It's, it's mirroring the scene where uh, because Gene Hackman in a suit is dancing with. Albert as the mom. As Mrs. Oh, Gold. Mrs. that's Coleman. right. Now I never the got that. Are oh god, yeah. this movie's so good. It sandwiches. It, there's a lot of reversals and there's a lot of stuff like bookended. So as they're walking out, there's a getaway car played by a uh, uh, Val uh, Christine. What's her name? Val's biological mom's like, I'll get you out of here. But it's right pulled right up next to the senator's car. He looks at his driver. And goes, meet me at the corner of Chase and Third. And, and, and thirty minutes. Like, in thirty minutes, and his driver's like, Lady, "Not for a million dollars. Not, not for, for a million, million dollars." <laughs> and they take off, and credits roll. Yeah, that's, that's the movie. That's and credits roll over the scene of the marriage between Val and uh, Baby Keeley. I forgot her name. Barbara. Sorry. Barbara. Barbara Keeley. So that's the movie. And then they cut this. I mean, there's credits rolls because they got to get to the point. You missed the best Bob Dole joke of the movie. No, no, no. no. I'm getting to it. Okay. Um, better. There are cuts back and forth between both sides of the aisle. It's Which very one's obvious. the mother? It's very obvious. Like at, on the bride side, two old ladies who look like their husbands did things <laughs> said, uh, Which one's the mother? In reference to the. the 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 groom side and uh-huh. then on the I groom can't tell. I can't tell and then on the groom side there's two drag queens sitting there and uh, it's a wedding between uh, the South Beach community and a lot of a uh, it's a small crowd but it's the like hoity-toity kind of it's like uh, conservative family politicians right. all on the all on the bride side so there's two drag queens sitting there and one looks at the, one drag queen looks at the front looks at the back and looks at her friend and says Bob. Dole is gorgeous. Uh, Which to me is the funniest joke in the that, whole movie. I mean, that, that is, is good. so good. That joke is so good. That is so perfect. I, I, I do think it's worth noting that it, at this wedding ceremony, there is both a Catholic priest and a rabbi. That's yep. right. They do They do yep. both. They have a Catholic priest and they fin- the Catholic priest finish and then at the end the rabbi says, uh, I believe that it's a shot of the two of them, right? Like stand next to each other? I believe he says gefilte fish. Gefilte fish? It's, yeah. By the way, we didn't mention... Mazel Tov, you schmuck. We did, he, does, he does say Mazel Tov. But we didn't mention how earlier in the movie, when Senator Keeley is trying to figure out how yeah, to did. plan... No, 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 we mentioned that. He, they said the Pope, right? No, we mentioned that uh, not on my dive while we're recording. So okay. bring it up now. <laughs> <laughs> We've been now. talking about this movie all night, so we can't remember what we said off mic and on mic. So I'm bringing it up now. So one of the best lines he says is he's trying to figure out like his political scheme to rise to the top. And his wife says, well, you know, you get the Pope's blessing. It's not that hard. And he says, oh, the Pope's too controversial. Maybe Billy Graham. Nope. 
too liberal. <laughs> it's it's a it's a good thing that the Pope is less controversial these days. Yep. Well, Billy Graham's well, dead. How controversial can he be? I don't know. I don't know. If Senator Keeley were here these days, he probably would say the Pope is too controversial. I think. Well, I think that the next thing that happens in the movie is the rest of the credits. <laughs> yep. If you want to know who worked craft services, it's somebody's nephew. So, they, Sam, <laughs> Sam, what did you think of the birdcage? Well, you know, I remember watching it as a kid and not getting a lot of the jokes that I get as an adult, but I still really enjoyed it. And now watching it as an adult, it's just a completely new experience. And, yeah, man, just love the movie, man. It's so good. It's when, so good. It's so funny. When you're younger, you get all you you, you enjoy the bits because it, it is bit heavy. It's bit heavy. It's old school comedy, and like, it's big set pieces. Big set pieces, even though it's few set pieces, it's very um, approachable in like how it just tells its story. Well, it's a comedy. It's a comedy, and it fully understands the classic idea of comedy of comedy of errors, a lot of uh, character stuff, a lot of bits, just building on it. Um, but what you're saying when you were younger, as opposed to when you're older, when you get older, you get a lot of the subtext. Exactly. A yeah. lot of that nuance. Like, yeah, I, like, you, like really you don't get that when you're a kid. Like right? We were watching King of the Hill earlier, and we were talking about Same how deal. it's totally different now that we're 30, as opposed to when we both watched it when we were kids. Yeah, the first episode I saw as an adult, which was just tonight. I haven't watched King of the Hill since I was a kid. The first episode, which deals with him being assaulted by a dolphin, like, I, I was like, wow, the message and the way they told the message of this episode, I never got as a kid, and it's really hitting me hard now as an adult. I'm yeah, so imagine that episode, but three of those makes up the Birchgate. <laughs> yeah, like, what was that woke line that I said earlier about this movie? I, I mean, I just... Woke it just woke. Woke yeah, woke. It was woke before woke was woke. Yeah, yeah. It just, just, it's... Truly ahead of its time. Seriously, it's just, it, and, but not in a preachy way. It's it's totally no, not in a preachy way at all. And entertaining, and it makes you feel for these characters. It makes them feel like real people, and I think exactly. that's the biggest thing is that it's just like it it it, it humanizes the community. Mm -hmm. Not that it needs to be humanized, but I know what you mean. Like like coming from like a a cinematic standpoint, we 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 all greatly. Well, well no, I, I just mean like you know the nineties. Like we we have to remember that the '90s what did in fact happen right after the '80s and the '80s. Wait, well, hold on, let me check my. Wait, notes. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. Can and we the, get a Google the, on that? I found that. Can we friends. get a Google? Yeah. In the '80s, well, well, okay, well, pending research, I do believe that is <laughs> that is true. And in the '80s, there was a big there, there was the HIV and AIDS scare, mm -hmm. and that was that was like pure like anti-gay is what they were going for with all of that. So like it was still kind of a taboo. Like, the gay mm -hmm. community was still kind of a taboo. So I do think that the community needed to be humanized then. Agreed. Like, I do think it's, that that was important. It's, it's really important for the time when it came out. It, it is somewhat of a product of the time when it came out, but it's not a product to the point where it has the issue of time. Like, something like... Damn. Time. Like, I feel like, like every movie has an issue of the time it comes out, and this movie transcends that. Oh, yeah. If no, I could, it's still relevant now. If I could talk for a second about one of the, this is a very nerdy like observation of this movie, but I think it is a like um, kind of applauding the way they organize the movie in the third. The reason I think the third act is so good, it kind of reminds me of a Mozart opera in this sense. All of Mozart operas that are funny, and I'm sorry, I played a lot of classical music. I'm sorry, I have to bring this up right now. All of them that are funny 
in the last act involve a lot of people who are dressing up as a different gender. There's a lot of mix-ups, a lot of people pretending to be somebody else, a mm. lot of people trying to figure out what the other party is doing, and there's chaos that ensues. And the last act of this movie is exactly like that. Nathan Lane is, of course, being the mother. A lot of people have different agendas. The Keeleys are trying to hide the Jackson scandal. You know, Armand and Albert are trying to not be who they are. They're trying to convince someone else. And hilarity and pandemonium uh, ensues from that scenario. I, I, I love the father-son trade-off of just chugging the booze. There's just like a bottle of scotch in the kitchen, and they just, right. they just they trade just off keep, They just help them get through it. And I love, yeah, I love the way they use alcohol in this movie. It's it's always to say something is getting out of control. The I or this is how I'm gonna deal with it. Yep. But anyways, I love this movie because it's filled with love. Fantastic. It's movie. amazing. So in our final thoughts of this movie, um, the movie is phenomenal. I it is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like I said at the very beginning of this cast, so I So funny from start to finish. And it's I so it. still oh, relevant. It is still so relevant. So relevant, it. beautiful, fantastic, timeless. timeless. And that's That's the Birdcage folks, you should all watch it. Five birds out of five cages. <laughs> so for tonight's movie night autopsy, uh, I hope you've enjoyed our discussion of the birdcage. Please hit us up on the social medias, all the Instagrams, all the Twitters, all the Facebooks. Please hit us up. I'm Asher. I'm Grace. I'm Chad. And I'm Sam. And this has been Movie Night Autopsy. What's up, crew? If you got any idea of what you would like for us to talk about on the minute or on Movie Night Autopsy podcast, hit us up on the social medias. You can hit us up on Twitter at movie underscore autopsy. Check us out on Facebook at movie night autopsy. Always feel free to email us contact at movie night autopsy.com.